0: Do 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 Switch Mania Playcast.
1: Welcome to episode twenty of the Switch Mania
0: Playcast. Overdue episode.
1: Overdue episode. <laughs> we're actually been coming, a while. Yeah, we're coming a, a week late because JP kept on uh, having stuff come up for for about a week.
0: <laughs> we yeah, we had we had a very busy week, but we've been doing good. We didn't miss one episode up until that point, and that's a good record, I think.
1: Oh yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> it
0: was... And we get to make and we get to make it up by having technically two episodes in one week, yeah. with a special one coming up over the weekend that we'll talk about later.
1: Exactly. So yeah, episode twenty-one will be live.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I can't believe we're almost there.
1: Yeah, it's coming really fast and in a hurry. And I mean, it's been a, a wild week. And of course, you know, during the campaign, things are chaotic as it is anyway. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's been insane. So um, mm-hmm. have have it's been a couple weeks, and I think we've been mainly focusing on the, the Kickstarter. I haven't really seen a whole lot of feedback on episodes per se. But I would definitely like to say thank you to everybody for listening to the podcast, as well as supporting the Switch Collector Volume 1. Um, we did yes. surpass our... First stretch goal last week, um, and we are closing in on the next one. Um, What I've told Mm -hmm. JP is don't worry about the monetary because um, in the past my books have been more expensive, but since I've become my own publishing company, I've lowered the cost per book. Lowering the cost per book means that the amount it earns might not necessarily blow everything out of the water, but the Backers is what's been amazing. The amount of people that have been supporting this Kickstarter has continued to amaze me, and I'm definitely humbled. Um, and it's just awesome to see, you know, over 200 people supporting the book endeavor, which is awesome.
0: Oh yeah, I, I like you know I've been saying even since way back in April when we were talking about this. It's just such a honor to be part of this. And it's been just so amazing to watch every day. Um, it's just fun talking about it. You know, people are excited about it. And just to see that it's actually live right now, I mean, it's just crazy that we got to this point and we're already essentially halfway through the campaign with about two weeks to go. And it's just, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that you know, all this planning, all the preliminary work, you know, the writing on your end, the writing on my end that's coming and in, in the process. <laughs> uh, but it's just, yeah, it's 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 amazing. I mean, you know, I, I always say this, I've never been part of a, a Kickstarter campaign before. And to be part of this one, I mean, it's just been just been mind blowing to me. I mean, there's so much that goes into it that I don't think people realize. And you know, you've you've told me like, setting things up, but I mean, I don't think people realize, like, how much work needs to be done before it goes live. I mean, you know, you know you're setting up the page, you're getting all the information, you're getting, you're, you're, you're really organizing everything before the campaign even goes live, and you have to be ready for all the questions that come in, and then anything, you know, anything that comes up during that month. I mean, there's so much work involved, and I feel like, I mean, you did such an amazing job with it and it's just going so well and and all the support that we're getting from companies from people collectors everybody it's just been it's just been humbling
1: yeah it's it's been crazy and when when i tell people that kickstarter is seriously like another job or another career that you have to take seriously for it to become successful it's 100 true because as mm-hmm. jp mentioned like there's tons of questions on stuff and when you think that you've answered everything in your kickstarter somebody still comes up with a question that it's like oh that may not have been clear enough and it's super mm-hmm. crazy I, i'm getting comments and posts and messages multiple times a day and Mm -hmm. luckily i'm ocd so i have to answer them all so everybody gets a response (laughs) but um basically it it helps though and the hard part is is that you know i want to be able to do everything but in (laughs) reality um the stretch goals are there so that way the whole kickstarter including the amount that i'm subsidizing for shipping which means i'm covering that part on my end plus the cost mm-hmm. of the items, plus the cost that Kickstarter takes on everything. Those amounts were calculated, so when it hits that stretch goal, we'll be able to do it. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I mentioned to JP is that I may have an option if we don't end up hitting the um, the slipcase goal. Um, I may have an option because the thing is, is that the slipcase stretch goal was for everybody to get it for free. Um, mm-hmm. We still may well be able to do one as a pre-order if we get enough pre-orders. So we may have an option in the future if it doesn't make it. If it makes it, then we don't have to worry about it, and everybody's gonna get one for free. So right. I told JP, don't worry about it until after the campaign, because because <laughs> right now um it I don't want to bring up anything else because it may be that all backers are getting it anyways, and we don't have to worry about it. One thing that's really crazy—that's very true. Um, I've you know, ran multiple Kickstarters and you can see how many people are going to be reminded when the Kickstarters in its last seventy two hours, last mm-hmm. three days, and there is like twice the amount of that we have current backers that are waiting to be reminded
0: for the last Yeah, day. and you know, it's it's funny you mention that because even today, let's just quickly talk about I don't know if you saw but Shakedown Hawaii opened up pre for the switch from V Blank today. Mm-hmm. And so the the standard edition sold out fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. The collector edition, I think, is still up, and and it's still funny that even talking about it almost every day, you know, seeing the reminders since last week, there's still people that I saw go, "Oh, that went live today. I missed it. I didn't see that." Um, and it's going to be the same thing with this. You know, we talk about it, and as you know, I I'm constantly posting, you know, the status updates, and I'm always asking people to share it because. While while you may think that everybody knows about this book already, there's a good number of people that don't, and it could be people that just haven't haven't seen the post because maybe lots of things are going on their feed during the day. Maybe they're not following us, but they're following you know somebody that follows us, and it's just we don't want anybody to miss out on this uh, because this is such a good book for the Switch community as a whole, but. It, it always happens where somebody misses it, just for whatever reason, life gets in the way, or they, you know, they have it uh, as a reminder, like, oh, I'm definitely going to back it before the, the last day, and then just something happens and they forget, so that's why it's always important, just share, just retweet, just let people know, switcherpedia.com, it's that simple, and let them know that there is a book, um, especially if they're in the Nintendo Switch, because that, that little reminder, that gentle reminder could be all that's needed to let somebody know that, that this book exists.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, is that, um, and I've I've told this story in the past, is that I go around to conventions, which conventions are extremely important to, you know, get the word out there, but also to, like, just hang out and talk video games with people. But, like, Mm -hmm. every single convention I go to, there's people that don't know about my books. And when you consider, Mm -hmm. I've sold thousands of my Nintendo and Super Nintendo books, like, individually, I've sold thousands of them. And there's still people out there that don't know. Yep. it's you got to realize is that I've sold thousands. There's millions of gamers. Like, oh, yeah. that's, like, exponential. So, I mean, the fact is we have a couple hundred backers where there's still millions of people out there that own a Switch. So, mm-hmm. there's still a ton of people that don't know um, about the book. And just because people know about it, too, doesn't mean that right now that they're financially able to support because as we've talked about every week on the cast uh there's hmm. a ton of games that come out all the time like people's
2: pocketbooks yes. aren't oh, wide open oh, I'll tell you oh, yeah. that
1: and I 100% get it and understand like and so if somebody you know holds off and can't support the kickstarter like the book itself won't be, it, it doesn't have an intent of ever being limited. It's just all the right. items that we're doing with the campaign, a lot of them I'm right. doing by hand and custom. So those are going to be for supporters who pre-order the the book and support the, the campaign. Um, mm-hmm. There'll be a tiny window after that stuff will be open because we're going to run a backer kit afterward. I'm not sure if JP knows mm-hmm. exactly what a backer kit is or how to run one, but that's another beast in itself.
0: I know what they are. I don't know how to run them.
1: Yeah, it's... It's a, it's a bit of a beast, but it gives a secure um, and functional way to run a post campaign. Um, it allows you to keep track of all the backers, where all the items go uh, when you ship them out. Because when you have a bigger campaign, um, mm-hmm. it, things get out of control uh, pretty easily. Um, right now, the campaign's doable where, where we may not need backer kit because we only have a couple hundred backers. Um, that being said, though a couple hundred backers mm-hmm. could exponentially grow by the end of the campaign, because um, historically, Absolutely. based on my old ones, um, there would be very minimal amount of activity in the middle of the campaign. We call that the campaign lull, because you know it's a, it's still got a couple weeks to go. People are like, "Oh yeah," they'll set reminders and all that, because I do the same thing. Um, and at the end, you get a huge uptick. Kind of like the very first day when there was a huge uptick. Yep. Um, the last 72 hours does the same thing. So it's just a, the beast of Kickstarter. Kickstarter really is just a way to, to get hype, show professionalism. It's a good marketing thing. It's kind of like um, when movies go over to cans and show off their movie. <laughs> like It's like a way to... Have a mm-hmm. cool way to show off what you have, allow people to support, and the coolest thing about Kickstarter is we can make exclusive items and set different uh, Kickstarter stretch goals for people.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and I will say that you know one question that I've seen a lot is people going like, "Oh, I I should get paid by you know the the last day." Um, and then I can back it, and I, I don't know if everybody realizes that you don't get charged until the campaign closes. Mm-hmm. So if if you know one, if you know you're gonna have the funds, you know, on that last day, back it now. Don't forget, you don't get charged. Um, the other thing is, you know, while we are a you know a physical community and we love physical games, there is a PDF option for this book for only ten dollars. Guarantees you a copy. Get your name in the book. You know, you get updates to all the backer updates. So. You know, even if you just want to go digital and just, you know, support the campaign, 10 bucks is all you need. Um, so I just don't want anybody to miss out because for me, I, you know, i back campaign campaigns before. I love having my name in the book. I feel like i you know, I'm, I'm part of, of making it successful, making it a reality. It's cool to have your name in something that you believe in. Uh, so I just always want to remind people that those two things, that there is a digital option for 10 bucks and you don't get charged until the campaign closes
1: exactly and you know for a little bit of an update of the book itself i actually finished 100 percent writing the physical reviews of the book so um i actually this is the first time in two years for my main job that i've taken a a full week off and in Uh, on my third day i got i think i had (laughs) 37 reviews written in the last two days or last three days i wrote 10 (laughs) reviews today um and it's wow. awesome because there's some hidden gems out there that I wasn't tracking that I'm going to have to dig into. Um, mm-hmm. Throw one out there, a good name, Portal Knights. If you haven't played Portal Knights, yep. it's a physical release. Um, it plays a lot like Skyrim with artwork from like Dragon Quest Builders. Um, like, And it has some Minecraft aspects that are optional that you can do, plus it's a whole Skyrim open world aspect like... The game is ridiculous, and, like, <laughs> I'm going to try to get my daughter into it, maybe, and she'll enjoy it. Like, I showed her their art, and she loves it, so um, we'll see. But, like, those kind of games, like, I wouldn't have known about because nobody really talked about it. When it came yep. out, um, it was, like, around the same time that a bunch of other major releases came out during the yes. first year. Um, and I remember that week. Little did we know that things would get even more out of control down the road to the point where like no games really that are niche stand a chance. Um, yeah. The other thing is that box art, it looks like a, an iPhone port or a phone port. Right? <laughs> and it's not. Yep. That's the thing. It's not. It's an actual solidly programmed game. So that's the kind of stuff. And then then today I also got to write about both Bayonetta games, which I've been wanting to write about for a nice. while. And it was really awesome to, to note all the different options items and of course we're talking about every single piece which also includes like bayonetta one you can only get it out in asia territories uh in order to get a physical copy on a cart whereas you know bayonetta two came with a code for bayonetta
0: one so
2: yes
1: that game by the way if you look it up on ebay right now it's like 250 dollars
0: now is that the whole Bayonetta nonstop one. climax or just the game? Just Bayonetta just, one. Wow! Uh, so Cold. people splitting it. Holy yeah, yeah. It, it's it's gonna be one of those games that unless it ever comes out, you know, in the U.S. or the EU as a standalone, I don't think the price is ever gonna drop or drop that much from where it is now. And what's crazy that you're saying that it's just the the case and the cart for the first one because it actually, like you said, it came part of a, a collector edition in Japan mm-hmm. that had one and two separate as a cart. It had a steel book. It had tarot cards. You know, it had stickers. It came in a nice nice box packaging, and that was selling for a lot, and now people are just, you know, taking the game by itself, and it's still going for a high value. So it's, it's... And, you know, they even... I remember they even said when it was coming out that they were doing a one-print run, which they did. It never, it never got restocked after it came out. Um, pre-orders opened, and I'll tell you when. It was on December... 8th, and I'm only saying that because I believe that was the the day after my daughter was born. I was in the hospital, in the room, and I remember setting my alarm going like, oh, pre-orders are going to open at, at any time, and I overslept, and I woke up, and I saw all the posts. I missed it, and it wasn't, honestly, until February, because the game came out in February. Um, you probably know the, the exact date because you just did it, but I remember about two or three days before... On Amazon Japan, it was 6 p.m. at night, Eastern time. I had a friend over. We were trying out uh, Breath of the Wild for the very first time. And all of a sudden, I saw on one of the boards that somebody posted saying, oh, Amazon Japan has it in stock for pre-order. I jumped on. I clicked the link. I pre-ordered it. And when I went back to the page and it refreshed, it was sold out already. I mean, it was up for about two minutes. And I got one. Like, you know, it shipped, you know, in in the next couple days. And I'd never seen it come back in stock. I mean, it was it was crazy, and it's just I don't know. I'm, I was surprised that it got such a low a low run, and and it was done that way too, which was just odd.
1: And the thing problem is, is that it's an amazing game. It's an awesome game, the first one. And oh, yeah. why not it preserved physically, where you don't have to eat up a hundred plus gigabytes of memory card space, <laughs> like mm-hmm. potentially? Um, what what other kind of questions did we have from the campaign? I think somebody requested that we put, like, the amount that's on the card on each game or on each page or stuff like that is maybe something that you could highlight in your section. But that's also down the rabbit hole pretty far. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I necessarily want something like that. On each page, but it's something that if enough people want it, like we could make it happen. It would be a lot of work though to
3: mm-hmm.
1: figure out because you'd have to look on every single individual game. Um, there's misinformation online, so I don't trust anything online. I have to do all the mm-hmm. research myself. That's something that a lot of people don't realize is that we've utilized a lot of different databases and sources. But I really only trust
0: what I see with my own two eyes.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like I, I have to do it myself
0: yeah so there is one question that came up that looks like just in the last 19 hours i don't think you i think it's the last the newest one because you responded to all the ones below it but somebody wrote um so they took a a quote from from your campaign yep it said not only will u.s releases be covered but also other regions that have games that can be enjoyable by players everywhere and nop had said what does games that can be that can be enjoyable by players everywhere in the above statement mean exactly the switch is region free so every game that is released in any region can be enjoyed by players everywhere the enjoyment part being entirely subjective what are the objective criteria for inclusion of a game in this book
1: (laughs) so the objective criteria is what we both collect which is things that we can enjoy in our native language or things that can be enjoyed without reading Without heavily reading. Right. So if it's a Japanese RPG, say, for example, Dragon Quest 10, where you really can't even get online without an extensive knowledge of, of knowing Japanese, um, it's an online, mm-hmm. online only game, um, that game would not be included because we can't natively enjoy that game um that's the criteria it's very subjective um there is a stretch goal though if we hit it which is before we get to the slipcase stretch goal and it's very attainable by the way the, the amount of the stretch goal but um then we'll just include in its own section all of the extra extra games that aren't quote unquote playable by non-japanese speakers <laughs> I don't think have we run across (laughs) a game, especially in year one, that's from a different region, say Europe, that is technically not playable by us.
0: Not Japan, but Europe.
1: Yeah, like anything Um, that's not Japanese language from the first year. I don't even know if there's any currently out right now.
0: I mean, there was a few games that came out. Well, not a few, but there's like two games that came out in Germany. That one was based on a game show. So they never translated it into English and it's like part um, question based, sort of like I would say, Who wants to be a millionaire, it looked like, and then part mini games. So that would not uh, be
1: included in a future book unless we included yeah. everything.
0: And that's a shame because like German or in Germany there wasn't that many that it's like, oh like you could easily throw them in, whereas in Japan, there's there's a lot. I mean, I don't think people realize like if you're not actively tracking or even even just going on Amazon Japan, sort pre-orders or, or releases by, like, newest to oldest. There are so many visual novel games coming out. There's so many RPG games coming out. I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's just like, even if I want to collect everything, there's just way too many over there. And even, like, early on, they had, like, the horse... Um, like the horse race games?
1: Yeah, the jockey games, yeah.
0: right. I you know, strung a blank on what they're called, but it's like a series, like you know, 2017, 2018, and so on, and it's all in Japanese. Just so you know, I, a-
1: I apologize to everybody for the audio craziness that's going on. It sounds like JP's it's talking in so motion.
0: I... Uh, wow. um but yeah i mean it's yeah. It's in japan but what's what's nice is that they're be, um and they're, uh, they're, they're the ones who are wow, so that's-, wow that's ridiculous but yeah there's still there's still a number of them are uh, specific and exclusive
1: so that was like you were going through a quicksand of audio slowness when you were trying <laughs> to explain it and then it all sped up mm. like this is pretty insane people Uh i'm not gonna edit it out either (laughs) leave it in because it's so crazy (laughs) it's like i'm going that was me doing (laughs) (laughs) anyways we're talking about the race jockey simulator games um there's a ton of those all the way from the nes and super nintendo they had um, them um i i mean there's pachinko games there's tons of games like that that um, we're going to see, we're going to continue to see, and that's not mm-hmm. something that we want to collect necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. The visual novels, even even when they're in English, they're not even my cup of tea. Um, they'll be included in future books because I don't blame they're me on still that. playable, yeah. but the ones that you can't even understand because they're in a different language, like that's mm-hmm. not something I'm going to include. Um, if we do hit the stretch goal, it'll be a they'll all get a mention you know what i mean Mhm. yeah so i mean that's a long-winded answer <laughs> version to that question um but yeah that's um how we're subjecting the different games and they're all integrated seamlessly in the book it's not like japanese is its own section or europe's its own right. section it's all by release date for physical and then digital is its own section and um, <laughs> there's only a couple from the first year honestly so that's pretty easy but in the future like we'll cover them yeah there's
0: there's not that many we're we've seen more and you know it's interesting we actually really aren't seeing that many at this point like there's there's
1: there's there's what jp got off his <laughs> track see that there's a giant lag right here i don't even think jp realizes it's like 10 seconds it's pretty bad
0: <laughs> um oh no I, I hear you super choppy i'm getting like a piece of each word yeah well recording
1: on this side's perfect so anyways um like the fosicles though are interesting because some of the games were already going to cover in the book so i'm not sure an how episode, that's everybody. gonna be um when it comes to like coverage because i may just cover it like as a quick mention if it's already covered in a previous book i don't know we'll we'll see what goes Mm -hmm. on
3: yeah sounds good
1: so um i'd say let's you want to dig into the episode real quick before anything else breaks
0: (laughs) dig <laughs> no no we can we can keep going i think it's time to talk about the game of the week
1: yeah the game of two weeks that took oh, two weeks it took an hour to be <laughs> is it bad that i actually still didn't beat it yes it's horrible <laughs> that you stopped beating it, it. it <clears throat> that it means is. jp isn't playing video games people
0: no i i'll you know we'll get into it but i'll tell you why i didn't finish it and it's not because of that aside from week one where i was just super busy jp doesn't like video games people we're here
1: first. <laughs> so, That's horrible. The game of the episode is the X Challenge. Um, specifically, I did Volume One um, from the Mega Man X Legacy Collection. So mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago, I got the Rockman X and Rockman X2 uh, collections, and each one covers four of the Mega Man X games on them, and. On the main menu, there's a little bonus in the bottom right corner that shows X Challenge. And if you go to it, you get to incrementally battle Mavericks, which are the bosses, um, two at a time Mm
3: -hmm.
1: from various Mega Man X games. They team up, um, so you get weird things like Storm Eagle and Flame Moth together, or some random different compa- companions that sit there and go versus each other. Um, you also get to choose um, three different weapons that you start off with, mm-hmm. but you have to play through like three or four different iterations, back to back to back, to complete mm-hmm. a challenge. So you have to choose your weapons wisely, so that way you can destroy the enemies. Um <laughs> There are multiple different um, difficulties, so you have easy, normal, hard. Um, easy is pretty easy, though, as long as you know how to basically shoot and charge your mega Buster.
0: Yep, I mean, That's how I, I played. I mean,
1: <laughs> and if JP didn't beat it, that just means he hasn't played it, because,
0: like, literally all you have to do no, is charge No, no, I... Too. You let me know when I can state my opinion, and then I'll ahead. explain why I didn't beat it. So... I think the problem with this is that I've never been a big Mega Man fan. And I don't want to say fan in terms of I don't like Mega Man. I do. But just I've, I've never really played through all of them. Like, I've played 2. I've played 8. I, I played X back in the day. And this, to me, it requires a lot of skill. And that's skill that I don't have. Like, even on easy, I still only beat them because I just kept shooting. And, you know, for every like, seven bars you take of them, maybe they take half of yours. Like, that's how easy it is. Like, you could, like you said, you could just stand there and shoot with your, with just your regular blaster and, and you're perfectly fine. But, you know, I just, I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the timing and I couldn't get the patterns of, of the bosses where I felt like I actually had skill. And I knew if I moved to the, to the, like, medium or the hard difficulty, I'd just die even quicker. And, I don't know, like, I think i rather have, would have rather play through an actual game with the story as opposed to um, like just fighting because this I felt like it's more like as a fun little like challenge to yourself I mean that's why they call it a challenge but it just didn't it didn't it didn't keep me engaged like I went through about four of the four of the different stages so like you know three each but four times and I just I just got tired of it to be honest
1: Yeah, so I literally chose this because JP never has time, and we wouldn't have been able to get through a Mega Man X game, and he would have complained how long it was. Now I picked something short, and he's like, Well, it was too boring for me. (laughs) Of course it's too boring for you. I literally chose this because JP has no time, and he still didn't spend the less than one hour to (laughs) bed. Classic JP. Um, You know what? The the question is is if you played Volume 1, did you get to the cheap boss battle? The cheap boss battles when you actually fight um, the two flying bosses, spe- specifically the Dragon Pegasus, who flies mm. through and he knocks you off the stage and you die.
0: When you're in the oh, air. oh, is that the one where like the wind can blow you? Yes. Yes, I, I beat or I played that one. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. So that one, that that whole stage is the only cheap one in entire Volume One. Because the first level you fight. Two flying guys. One of them is like the um, the vampire-looking dude, and then and then the other one is the Pegasus. But when the Pegasus does his dives, he'll hit you, and you go flying off the uh, the carrier ship.
3: So mm-hmm. you, you
1: get auto deaths. Um, so getting through that, you just have to dodge. But then you get near the end, and you fight the the whale, and the whale creates um, different ice and the different ice will pull you and, and it makes like a path that you have to navigate through but then it pulls you into spikes. So if you get stuck it kills you too and you lose a lose a life. Does mm-hmm. it only two times and it's all in the same stage that I ever lost a life in the whole thing. Oh wow. Well. Yeah, on, it would... you have to fight bosses, you have to fight like end bosses of the X series, which is really cool. Mhm. But those two so bastards. So at this
0: point were... could you like, at this point, could you just play that game, like, blindfolded almost? Because no. you have a history with Mega Man, don't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I had Mega Man X as a kid. Um, X2 I rented all the time. Um, I grew up with Mega Man 2, Mega Man 5, rented 1, 3, 4, 6, um, 7 <laughs> on the Super Nintendo, played 8 on the PS1. Um, I never really played many Mega Man Xs beyond X2, though. Um, mm-hmm just because they became progressively um, harder to come by, and then once it came over to the PS1 era, I stopped getting them on and stopped following the series. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at Mega Man games, and I could beat most bosses with just a Mega Buster. Um, I did want to mention that you almost give yourself Carpal Tunnel when you're playing with the... With the different items, because you can charge the items too. But in order Mm -hmm. to charge and jump and do the dashes, your thumb almost has to do like acrobatics when you're doing it. Like, so I had to use like fingers. I had to play with like my fingers in order to do, because to Mm -hmm. do the Mega Buster in a jump is natural with your thumb. But the other button is what you're using the extra items for, because the extra items have its own button in this, which is different. Mm -hmm than when you would play on the Super Nintendo on Super Nintendo, you switch over to the item and that's your attack. Now you have both, mm-hmm. but you would sit there and have to like go through and like do it was it was crazy. because um, you'd always want to charge because there's certain things that like home in on the enemies and like literally take down the, the bosses really quickly. There's like a fire one that would like just home in on them and create like this big magma storm. And you, and especially like easy and even medium, you have so much, um, power for the weapons that it's like, you just continually, you can just spam the special items and destroy mm-hmm. the enemies. So, and unless of course they're immune to the, the weapon you chose, then you're screwed. But, <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, they're they're definitely um, definitely cheap when it came to the the Pegasus and the whale bosses. Those two were a couple of suckers. That's for sure. Um,
0: everything. Was it always was set different. up the same though? Where you know you play through the you play through this challenge. It's always the same bosses teamed up, or do they randomize it?
1: I don't think it's random. I think it's it's literally strategically placed. Um, oh, okay. Throughout the entire volume one, now I think that the placement might change depending on difficulties. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I know volume two is its own beast too. It has some of the same bosses, but I think they changed up the pairings mm-hmm. again. So, but like yeah, it's like on easy, it was super, super cheap and cheesy and and fun. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's a it's meant as a bonus thing. It's not meant as a standalone game. It's just an extra treat that they gave us because still on X-Challenge Volume 1, you still have Mega Man X 1, 2, 3, and 4 to play, which is oh, yes, so amazing, course. which is an amazing get. Um, I would highly recommend um, getting the Japanese versions. They're they're not breaking the bank right now, and you can get both, version, both X1 and X2 collections physically on a cartridge for a very mm-hmm. affordable price. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I would highly recommend getting it, and especially if you want the X2 collection and you're in the U.S. or the EU, you have to go with the Japan release because it's the only way to get physical. Uh, what's even cooler is that in, I believe it's December, um, they're actually coming out in Japan with a deluxe box set that has the Mega Man Legacy Collection 1, Legacy Collection 2, which is going to be the first time that games um, 7 or... Seven, eight, nine, and ten will be on a physical cart because right now, yeah, right now it's a digital code in every region uh, that it released in. But in this box set, they're going to have a standalone, which is again just crazy that they're doing it like this. Then you have the Legacy X Collection one and two. You have Mega Man eleven, and then you're going to have space for the ZX series that's coming out as well. So there's a lot of ways that you can get this, you know, these games, but I would highly recommend them. I mean. Mega Man is a classic. They are fun games. And like you said, I mean, I'm not judging the Mega Man series based on these challenges. Uh, I think if I had played through the game and, you know, I got to know the bosses a little bit better, then I think it would have been more fun to, to try and see if I could take out two at once. But, you know, you did me you did me a solid of picking an easy game for the week, and I still blew it, so I apologize for that. <laughs> but, <laughs> and for but two I do weeks.
2: For two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like to disappoint. What can I say? <laughs> He's here for us to disappoint. But I highly do recommend the Mega Man series, especially on the Switch. I mean, it's just so great to have it on the go, handheld. So, yeah, I, 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 love, the, I love that they're releasing them like this in in a collection pack. So do we have any listener comments? I know you did a poll. Yes, I did a poll. Um, it was back on September 17th, so it's been a little while. But I said this week. Hey, Gonzalo and I are trying out the X Challenge option in the Mega Man X Collection. Have you tried it? What did you think? Comment below, and we'll read your comments now. So 161 people voted. Uh, 3% said that they will have played it this week or last week, so I hope they did. And after listening to this episode, I hope they reach out to us and let us know what they thought of it. 17% of people said that they've played this X Challenge. So how many people have tried this feature um, 29% had never even heard of this, so now you have, and you should definitely try it. And 50% of people said they have not played it. So it's um, it seems like it may have gone under the radar. Maybe people really weren't aware that this was an option in the collection. You know, they see that you see, you see the four games on the main screen and you think that's all you have, but lo and behold, you actually have a bonus option. Um, and we do actually have some feedbacks and, and some comments. So at smeg and the head said i'm an rpg slash visual novel slash racing guy with an occasional shmup like dimension drive thrown in for variety i suck at platformers and i stop stopped wasting my money on them because i just get
3: frustrated
0: i'm sorry then he said also though to be fair i did finish mario odyssey Ugh. and it's the first mario i've actually finished uh, i'm always going to all right so then at doors open milwaukee said, I've been wanting to get the Japanese versions. It sounds cool. We'll definitely try it once I get them. And you said, that's the version I ended up getting, as I wanted X Volume 2 physically. Then at at Chrysolite Stone said, I've only played Maverick Hunter X recently, too, and loved it. And at Goggles Nerd said, I'm trying to buy the whole Mega Man series on Switch. Picked up Legacy Collection 1 and 2 and 11. We'll be trying to get X and ZZX. And oh man, I I think they should have just waited another uh, few months and get that really nice box that, that that's coming out, but Yeah,
1: that's, that's actually the box that was announced right after I got X and X2 on
2: Cart. Yeah. I'm like,
0: "Man. <laughs> oh, hey, I have I have them all and I am going to get it because my goal is the physical releases and I need that legacy collection too physically, so mm-hmm. I may, you know, what, I may sell the other ones and then just put like the English, well, the English releases for some of them and then the obviously like the uh the X2 collection and make a little custom box collection in my house. But I don't know. I, yeah, I, kinda
1: I like both the artwork from the Japanese and mm-hmm. the English. So the problem with me is I like it all. So when, <laughs> when it comes to Mega Man, especially like I, I don't know. I'll probably keep both.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But that's all the comments that we had this week. And I, you know, it's, It's surprising and not surprising that a lot of people had not heard about it because I didn't even know that this was an option until you mentioned it. And it's even on the back of the case, too. Like in the English one, it does say that there's a a challenge mode, but I never even knew about it until you brought it up. Um, So hopefully now whoever's listening to this uh, is going to
1: try it out. It's a pretty cool thing, and I mean, I think in the future, once I figure out this internet connection thing, um, I'd like to start actually streaming our challenges, like, and actually have people come and interact that are listeners, and and we can reference it on the... But, like, right now, my internet, I can't even get a Skype call to not crack up, so... (laughs) Like, eventually, (laughs) um, you know, I will be moving cross-country here in in a few months, so maybe in the future. Um, So... (laughs) basically i gave jp because jp was going to choose a game that i don't quite have yet um and because what we're going to announce i'm going to be traveling so um i I I have have an
0: option i have a suggestion though yeah a different one um did you ever get from super rare games n plus plus
1: n plus plus i do have n plus plus
0: why don't we play n plus plus it's been on my mind for a while and it's you know, I remember. I, I'm. This was a PC game, right? Like, like a free game that you could play. Yeah, and, if I'm not mistaken, or was it never?
1: The original was I don't know if it was N plus. Um, was right. on like PSP, I think. And then well, okay. and then I know Limited Run games. I think it was Limited Run did a PS4 release of it back in the day, and then Super Rare picked up the N physical release for Switch. Um, I definitely have it like two or three times at this point. I know N plus plus is the quote unquote ultimate edition.
0: Um, well, they did. So limited run did do the N plus plus. Yes. Oh, and, they did. And then what super rare did the Switch version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what no, I'm no, saying. no, no. Limited yeah. run did PS4, and then, but it's it's still the N plus plus. But yeah, you know we have well, it on the, the, the Switch now for of-
1: PSP, I think, had N plus. Oh the yes, original yeah. version which I, um, I definitely played a ton of. Um, I played a little bit of it from Super Rare initially, so it'll be fun to, to crack it back and and play a few more levels. Um,
0: yeah, and I feel like that's a easy one, because you, you had suggested Link's Awakening, and I know you beat it over oh, yeah. the weekend. I saw your posts, but yeah. I, I, just, I cannot play that and not beat it, and I know that I just wouldn't have time, and then more yeah, games would come up. It took
1: me about three or four hours to to beat so wait what yeah it's link's awakening like i grew up with the game on the game original game boy like i knew where to go what to do it's a one-for-one reimagining so um i did four hours like something like that like four hours maybe maybe Uh, a little bit more i could look back i watch i'll look and then i'll be like oh yeah it was like (laughs) 20 hours i mean the thing was is once i played (laughs) it i played it for a long time like
0: it was amazing um yeah. You know it is it feels like four hours because it's so good it goes by so fast
1: well exactly I' I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm bringing <laughs> up my parent app on my switch
0: <laughs> um, so everybody's loving it though which is just amazing I like I love I love seeing all the feedback of everyone who's been picking it up posting pics on either the Facebook group or on Twitter and I mean I would say the majority at least 95 percent of what I've been seeing and reading people just absolutely love it and there's a few people who just you know it didn't it didn't, you know, uh, hit them in the feels like other people, but you no, know, I think Nintendo did a phenomenal job with this, and it's one that's like at the top of my list. Like I just know I would enjoy playing it, and it'd be one of those just fun games. <laughs> so, so I um, said,
1: so I said four hours. I played it for five hours the first day, three <laughs> hours the second day. So that's eight. Eight. Um, and it looks like another th- two and a half.
0: So about ten and a
1: half, eleven hours. 10 and a half. Did I play it anymore? Nope. So Let's see. Yeah, It t- took about 10 and a half and I didn't get the color dungeon but I did get a lot of everything else. I'm only a few heart pieces mm-hmm. away from, from completing it and a few shells.
0: See. No, it's not bad.
1: So Yeah, I already played the heck out of it. So basically, once <laughs> JP actually, if he ever gets to it, then we'll play it as a game. But he'll never have time. There's never going to be a good time to play. Life. there
0: never will be time which is so sad
1: so we just gotta make it an episode <laughs> one time um just so we could talk about it and maybe give you make you put a couple hours into it um yes yeah n plus plus is gonna be our game for next week um I have a few other games that I'm playing as well at the same time so there's it'll be a choice for me next next time
0: <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know what's happened recently I just I you know, I just am losing time. It, it seems like, and I can't even I can't even play like five minutes of Rocket League. It's just been so bad, and I see my Switch sitting there all lonely and wanting to be played, and I just can't find the time. And I figure with M plus plus, it's uh seems like a pick up and go, play a few levels at a time, um, and I think that'd be a fair game that I can invest. And I'm gonna bring it with me this weekend, so I promise I will play it. <laughs> I'm going to be playing a couple other
1: games this weekend that I, I need to get around to as well. So it'll be nice. good. Um, and it's games that I've picked up, which is a good transition. Yes. <laughs> um. Th- that being said, JP has like a giant stack that he sent me in a picture. So 22, I...
0: 22 games.
1: No, hell no.
0: 22 um, games in two weeks.
1: I have six, which is crazy <laughs> for me. Um, now,
0: I'm sure we must have at least one overlap.
1: Oh, we have a few. I mean, Link's Awakening itself is one. Um, I, I only got the U.S. release. Um, of course, JP, being the insane person that he is, has got multiple of the <laughs> the limited, so I'm going to get one of those from him.
0: Um, yes, hopefully it's going to come in before before Friday. We've got much. two days to go. <laughs> actually, actually, to be fair, we have one day because... Friday, I'm going right from work, so I hope it comes in tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I hope it does, and I mean, if it doesn't, then I'll have to pay shipping, which will be a bummer. Um, hopefully, my books get into the hotel because I shipped to those as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they they left on Sunday or Monday, so they should be mm-hmm. in route. But yeah, and then you got to remind JP to bring a a, a dolly. Doll- reminding you yes <laughs> yes, because I'll forget <laughs> the day off. So dolly.
0: Awesome. I actually did set a reminder in my phone. That's what Sorry. I
1: said it via text. I'm like, set a reminder I, in your phone, JP.
0: I just don't trust those because I'm going to get the reminder and be like, oh yeah, I'll, you know, I'm upstairs. I'll get to it I'll, when I come downstairs, and then I will completely forgot. Forget, and yeah, I don't
1: want either that or we got to hand carry hundreds of pounds of books. That wouldn't be fun.
0: <laughs> yes, you do have to carry. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
1: put them all on JP's back. Oh thanks! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So besides for Link's Awakening, um yes. I also got in. Let's see. Uh, Limited Run Games sent me mm-hmm. Dragon's Lair, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Um, classic and oh, we
0: should do Dragon's Lair. Oh,
3: okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, nah, I picked N plus plus. A little known fact is that my NES oddities in the home homebrew, homebrew Revolution book was drawn the cover was drawn by one of the artists from Dragon Slayer who did the art in dragon's lair so that's awesome um, philo barnhart did a lot and he was also the voice of the king in Dragon Slayer too. um so he did the cover of one of my books so i have a nice little legacy uh you know kevin bacon degrees that goes to that game, <laughs> which is pretty awesome um, hey, he's an awesome guy oh yeah super cool Um, the other game I got from limited run is momodora. Um, that's like a metroidvania game. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been playing it and it's awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. like talk about a game that we need to make a game of the week in the future. Like that one needs to happen. It's, it's really cool. Um, I was actually going through with like no rhyme or reason. Just like, I thought it was just like an action game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I noticed there were spots I couldn't get to. I'm like, oh, it's just probably need to figure something out. So I just kept going. (laughs) And then I pressed pause once, and I'm like, oh, there's a map like Metroid. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. And then I got upgrades and bunch of stuff and i'm like oh i could get through stuff now and i was like kind of just trudging through and i looked and i'm like oh there's a lot that i still haven't done but it's (laughs) it looks really cool the game's done well um that's Mm -hmm. gonna be a cool one to, to play in the future for sure um let's see i got the special reserve games Minute. yep um i did fire that one up too um it's really weird it's like zelda but you have a minute to play and it kills one
0: i want to play too
3: <laughs> and it
1: kills you when you play so like you're trying to get through a section and you just die and you go back to the you go back to your house and you play another minute and you die and you go back to another spot it's like it's crazy um there's gotta so to be explain how
0: do, how do you make progress
1: i have i mean when you collect something i think you get to keep it i'm not sure if you die uh-huh. if you get to keep it but you have to like make your way back to the to the save point. Um mm. so I think that's the only way is if you like strategically plan and go to a spot and then go back real quick. Um that's mm-hmm. the only thing I could figure is is the way to make progress, but so far like if that's it, that is the most roguelike thing ever. And <laughs> it's going to drive both of us nuts. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I do want to try it though sometime because it does sound like something and I do again have to talk about how amazing Special Reserve's packaging is. Like, mm-hmm. their boxes, it's the same box like they have with the Messenger. It's, like, super, like, it's almost, like, fuzzy, rubbery. It's so cool. Like, these guys, like, if you want to collect a set, Special Reserve is, like, doing the right thing, where they're all the same size. They look yes. amazing on a shelf. Like, I think I even, I've even gotten yeah. two of them. I don't know if I've gotten all their re- the releases, though, because, again, I'm only collecting
0: the games I'm going to play. But like, man, they're cool. <laughs> but they're getting they're they're releasing the games you want to play. So it's. So, but you're right. So uh, messenger and minute have the same packaging design, and then they mentioned that for Downwell, it's going to include the flip grip, the special edition flip grip, and it's going to be the same height, just wider, which I think is very smart. Uh, and I like that that it's going to be actually packaged inside the box, unlike with minute where they put the cloth map. Inside the packaging, but not inside the the game packaging. It was in, inside the box. So I like that the flip grip's going to be included. Did Downwell um,
1: already go up for pre order?
0: Yeah, it's it's been up. Okay. I think uh, I I think Enter the Gungeon may have just closed. Um, I'm looking right now. Downwell sh- Downwell is still up at twenty nine ninety nine with a twelve ninety nine flip grip included. Hmm. So if you think about that, I mean the game is what 17 dollars essentially and you get the flip grip which just makes the game even more fun to play because you can play in tape mode now um and it ships in october so you pre order it now it's scheduled to ship next month and like i said it's going to be in a uh the flip grip is a special design that the if i recall correctly i think the sides are red instead of orange with the like the the fan gamer release of the flip grip or something like that, so the color is slightly different, and I think that's pretty cool. It's a custom one, uh, and it comes with a game that you can use it with. So it's a double win.
1: And I'm a dork because, like, I obviously I follow JP and everything, but I completely missed that uh, Downwell was up for a pre-order. Like, I never <sighs> catch that stuff. It's
0: insane. You make me sad. Yeah, I you know it's it's weird because you know I I try and post you know. Leading up to it, the morning of, the when it goes live, and yeah, you know, not everybody follows me, and even people who follow me don't necessarily see everything. But with these limited ones, they always are in my, they're in my weekly release post on my website, jpswitchmania.com, and then even after the week that they've released, I have a section underneath new releases that's called limited pre-orders and like limited releases still available. So under the special reserve game section, downwall the link is there, so it's still available. And I only keep things that are active that you can still either pre-order or purchase, and then when they sell out, I remove them. Uh, and I updated it throughout the week as well, but it's there, so if you're not subscribed to my uh, weekly release post, you really should be.
2: <laughs>
1: so, I want to say plug. the the ones that I didn't get so far from Special Reserve is it looks like Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, Because I already got it. Like I, I didn't double dip. I may have though. I may have double dipped. We'll find out in the future if I get it in the
0: mail. That's sad, isn't it? That's it. Um, that's it. That's the only thing you've missed so far. I don't know if I got Gris. Oh yeah, sorry, Gris. You what didn't. Is, oh,
1: what is Gris? What kind of game is it? Yeah, it's an action RPG. It's like looks beautiful. If that, if if that's it, like if that's what Gris is, maybe I did pre-order it. Let's. See.
0: Um, I will tell you very quickly what it is. Because we did a review for it on JPSwitchmania.com back in January. So this was review number 106, and we're up to like 4.30 now. But I'm going to read you just the very beginning, just so you get an idea of what Chris is. So our reviewer, Chad, said, I've only played a few games where I'd say that it's more about the overall experience you get rather than gameplay and normal gaming tropes. The first two that come to mind are Journey and Abzu, which are whimsical games that allow you to experience a narrative without repercussions, with the latter being available on the eShop if you want to look it up here. But in a nutshell, they're games that command your attention and make it about the slow unraveling of a beautiful story and experience, rather than speedrunning or avoiding death at every turn. There are not a lot of options when seeking out games like these, and they are definitely ones that though sought after can be a very different experience for each player, as games like these are highly subjective. The game I just played was a gem by the name of Gris, which is brought to us by a new freshman developer, Nomada Studio. However, the talent at said studio is anything but new, as it's headed by Adrian Quivas and Roger Mendoza, who worked in the gaming industry making AAA games before coming together with artist Conrad Rosé to bring their vision of Gris to life. Nomada Studios has definitely set the bar high for themselves with this being their first effort. So Gris is pronounced Greece. whoops, sorry, and is also french for gray that makes a lot of sense as right from the start when the journey begins you play a beautiful young girl who lives in a world filled with life color and sights all around that are only made more colorful by her powerful voice yet it quickly yet it quickly all falls apart as she is suddenly filled with sorrow and pain left in an ominous looking world of gray hey, at first GP. her hurt is manifested in her gray dress that
1: yeah, you're telling the whole story of the game. All I asked for was what it was about. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm getting, we don't need the whole. I'm, we don't need the I'm whole probably... twenty-page review, JP.
0: <laughs> uh, it's any... such a beautiful game.
1: Anyways, in that um, in that note, Aww. I did pre-order it.
0: <laughs> you didn't even let me finish the paragraph. Come on.
1: Yeah, is this is one paragraph. You only have run-on sentences on JP Switch Mania. I had to like <sighs> reel in your writers. <laughs> that's Uh good though if you want to hear the rest of that review go to jpswitchmania.com and click on reviews search through the convoluted search menu and it'll take a while but it will come up against chris and you can read the amazing review that they wrote on the game well we gave it a 9.5 out of 10 there you go yeah it's a it's a good game um i definitely pre-ordered it which is good i did not pre-order um gungeon so um, mm-hmm. I didn't because I already have it. It's like double dipping. I don't double dip unless I know the people, or it's a game that like goes real crazy above and beyond, like something uh- uh, like um. I like I'll double dip on on the next game that I got, which is Sydney Hunter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Sydney Hunter came out by the way by Collector Vision Studios, um, action platformer. Um, and the thing is, is that uh, you have Sydney Hunter on Super Nintendo, right? Yes. Were you able to play it? No. So you got to play video games, JP. This is a gaming Gosh. podcast. You have to play video games. Um, <sighs> I didn't quite enjoy Sydney Hunter and the Super Nintendo as much as I thought I would. Like the mm-hmm. game is is fun, but it's it's a bit like, I don't know. It's it's the gameplay isn't quite spot on like I expected. Sydney Hunter mm-hmm. on the on the Switch is a completely different game in the series and it's amazing it the controls are perfect the hit detection is awesome the whip has perfect weight to it to break things to break bricks and things there's a collection aspect that you can use to upgrade stuff uh each Mm -hmm. level is its own small little mini level which you have an overworld that you can go and visit each level like it's it's awesome. That game can definitely be beaten four hours because um, John Lester, Game Story 1, did a live stream no death running it, and it took him a little bit mm-hmm. over four hours to do that. Um, I've been playing it though, probably um, since I've gotten it. I've been playing it on and off, and it's it's definitely a pick up and play type game. Play through a level because it's you know segmented levels so was perfect for handheld mode. Um, playing through and just beating different Mayan bosses, which is, mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, and every time I think, oh, crap, this guy's going to kick my butt, I'm able to, like, pull through after only a couple of times dying. So very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely recommend it. It's only available digitally, and it's expensive as shit because it's close to t- It's like 19.99 right now, which is super mm-hmm. expensive for a digital game. But I will tell you, it is amazing. It is definitely awesome. Um, expensive for digital only, but as Collector Vision has said, if it does well digitally, they will have enough funds to go physical with it. Um, and, you know, I remember at Game On Expo, they had the booth set up and Limited Run Games was interested. Um, it has to obviously perform well, and then they might be serious about getting a Limited Run Games release of this which would be awesome. That'd be
0: great. Mm-hmm.
1: That's one I'm, I'm willing to double dip on. Um, and right now, like I've, I've been engrossed in the game. It's, it's really cool. The abilities you unlock um, definitely because of the segmented, I will say it is not Metroidvania. Like you go back into sections cause it's segmented and you'll want to go back and return to places. Cause you didn't get all of the crystal skulls or you didn't get all of the keys um, which again, mm-hmm. collecting treasure allow you to upgrade too. So it's a double faceted thing. Um, and the more skulls you get, the more levels you unlock. Cause it requires like, for example, like 20 skulls to get into another level. Um, so once you get up to 20 skulls, you can get into any of the 20 skull levels. And then there's 25 or 30 or 50 skull levels that you have to get mm-hmm. into. Um, really cool. I still haven't fought that crazy boss battle that I saw in the trailer with the um, the lava monster. <laughs> like That's like the size of the screen. I haven't <laughs> I haven't even came to him yet. Um, but, yeah. Super freaking cool game. Definitely needs to be a game of the week uh, in the future. Um, just so we can show some love to Collector Vision, because they've been working on that game for five years, and it's definitely out and awesome.
0: We can definitely do that. Not a problem.
1: Yep. Um. Another game that I got this week was uh, for my daughter, and she's been playing it nonstop. Surprisingly, and it is basically two D Minecraft. It's called Terraria, which is an old school release. Um, and my daughter's been playing it nonstop. Like, it's what's it called? Terraria.
0: And oh, Terraria.
1: Mm-hmm. It's two yeah, like, D Minecraft. You just sit there and mine around, and like she's like, "Well, how do I make a bed?" I'm like, "I have no idea. Figure it out." She's been trying <laughs> to figure it out, like. Um, the thing that's irritating, though, is for me to play two player with her, there's no like, couch co op. You have to have two copies of the game and play online together. Mm-hmm. So I had to play online to be able to play with her. And she's like, well, we need to buy another copy. And I'm like, no, I got other games I want to buy. <laughs> like, I want to buy something <laughs> else. I don't want to pay another $30 to get another copy of Terraria so we could play online. So that's where, like, I think a lot of games are. Are missing the missing an opportunity of like cooperative play when it comes to like a convoluted way. Um, that being said, speaking of convoluted ways, um, I did get a switch light uh, as well when I bought Links Awakening, mm-hmm. and I got the blue turquoise one, and I also got the Links Awakening amiibo, the little plastic looking Link amiibo. Um, mm-hmm. And so the interesting thing is is that so. I know people have talked about the Switch Lite and the um, having a primary account and a secondary account,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that, say, like London's playing Minecraft, and I log on to Minecraft on my primary Switch, it'll kick her off. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. So, yeah, if you have a game digital only that you have, um, and I'm sitting there, and I want to log into Minecraft, it'll kick her off, and the secondary one also has to always have internet on to be able to play a digital game so Mm -hmm. like if we go to say the switch Lite, which is a portable system essentially it's not a switch it's a it's a handheld we take that to a restaurant Mm -hmm. london can't play unless there's internet because it has to validate that you can play the game and it's not already being used it's a real mm. bummer that I hope Nintendo patches out because it's super annoying. I bet you enough people if enough people complain to Nintendo about it, mm-hmm. they'll change it. Um, now, the other thing that I have saw no one mention is that if London's sitting there playing Minecraft, which she has been doing, and I fire up Sydney Hunter, it kicks her off Minecraft. Why is that? I don't know. But it did it the other day. I was playing Sydney Hunter, and, like, literally, I had it paused. I had my Switch in, in uh, sleep mode. And she was playing Minecraft, and I go, oh, let me play some Sydney Hunter. I, I put it on, and it kicked her off. She's like, why did I get kicked off Minecraft? And I'm like, she goes, Daddy? <laughs> and I go, <laughs> um, was it me? And I looked, and I'm like, what the heck? Like, I, so so literally, you can only have one account that I, unless I'm doing something crazy, you can only have one account on Digital a digital download period at a time. Your secondary hmm. account can't get on. So, if,
0: so if you're playing a physical game and she's playing a digital, you're perfectly fine. She's
1: good, yeah.
0: But if you you play digital and she plays digital and you both have internet, she gets kicked off. Yeah. Huh. Then- have you tried that with like other games too, just to see if it's um like it wasn't just like a freak thing or
1: so. I mean, I've tried it with her on a physical game and things. I haven't tried it with another digital game for her yet. Um, Mm. But, yeah, because the other thing that was a bummer too is that, so we moved um, a lot of saves over, and I downloaded some games and everything. Well, I loaded up when we went to the the restaurant, I loaded up some of her favorite games. I was like, Little Friends, and um, what else did I put on there? Arms. And um dragon quest builders and a few games that she she likes to play and we she was like okay so i can't get minecraft to work so she turned that off um she was done playing Terraria for a little bit so she's like well let me play arm she puts in arms so it says downloads required to play so you can't even start the game in the switch line mm-hmm. not even start the game um so we take that one off put it in another game download required to play take that off put it in another game download required to play so there are hmm. multiple games that are unplayable with the new Switch unless you have internet to download and update. You can't even play them. That's I'm talking about physical cartridges. Is all the game on ARMS? Is all the game on Dragon Quest Builders? Because those games would not start. Um, Little Friends, a little docky game, started up without a download. Hmm. So... That's another interesting thing that might need to be mentioned in the book is that there are certain games that will not... And I'm saying, like, we updated the Switch Lite, so it's updated all the way. But, Mm -hmm. like, the games themselves do not play without internet until you download something. Like, Hmm. that's crazy. And that means that it's they're all... Every single game's going to incrementally take up space on the hard drive you're going to have to buy another SD card. I haven't bought an SD card because I was like, I'm only going to put London's favorite games on it for now. while it's mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, so it's like a bummer. Like there's a lot of unplayable stuff. And think about it when it comes to future preservation, like only the games that require zero download to play will be playable because they never could be down. Mm-hmm. That's alarming to me. And nobody really talks about that. That's the weird little stuff that I find when I'm playing games. Like think about that though, isn't that mind blowing?
0: Yeah, you need to talk with Joshua from SwitchCore, because that's something that he's been bringing up and talking about, at least in our in our group. And yeah, it's it's definitely a concern. Um,
1: I mean, with this with the new Switch Lite, it's very apparent. Um, I mean, most people that are playing at their home, they're going to have a latent internet connection, so they're not going to mm-hmm. notice it. But like in my specific example. Like I was, we were playing it on the road. We didn't have internet, and it wasn't working. And I'm like, "Wow, okay." So these four out of the five games we brought, four were unplayable mm-hmm. without an internet update. Which means I have to go all the way back home, download the internet update, wait however long it takes for each update, and then go back out. Like that's inefficient when it comes to a handheld. The games aren't playable. Like that's crazy. It's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> like what the heck like that is a fault in hardware right there and software like it just requires updates um i'm hoping that the hacker scene is rampant after this thing is long gone the switch and they recreate all of these servers so that way we can still play our favorite system because that's what it's going to take at this point yeah that's insane um so that was a major thing with the switch um, light. There's also the whole thing that I re- I'm reading, which I think is gloom and doom, is that the switch lights already having drift.
0: Well, I I did see. I think Screenwave mentioned today that the I think somebody who initially had reported said that they had defective units. Maybe. Um, oh, that's what they. That's what I saw. So. But like Screenwave,
1: yeah, we'll- he uh, took apart his switch, switch light and it's the same joy-con setup so mm-hmm. it's going to be inherently susceptible to the same drift um so i don't know if something will be combated. cuz i remember when i was we were playing back in Tumbleseed, i was getting some drift and once i updated all of my joy-cons that all went away so oh okay i don't know if mine was just a lack of updating but i don't have any drift um and i play my switch all the time so um but I think right now it's all gloom and doom, but it's something to be aware of that your whole console will have to be either repaired and Nintendo's notorious for just sending a new piece and not repairing and sending it back.
2: So
1: mm-hmm. when it comes to a console, you're going to lose everything on the console. Like that's unfortunate because I don't like having to replace hardware tech. Right. I hate that. I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like even my switch now, the charging port takes a while to sync.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like when I put it on the base, the charging base, it it like I have to finagle it to get it to, to actually sync with the TV and and charge and all that. Um, probably because my daughter with all her curmudgeon hands and slime <laughs> and grease and got all over everything is probably affecting something. I probably just need to clean it. Um, but <laughs> one of my Joy-Cons is like sticky, like goober grape jelly inside of it or something, I don't know like, it's crazy <laughs> sounds like you
0: have kids in the house Mm-hmm.
1: exactly um, <laughs> that being said though um, I definitely with the Switch Lite also utilized one of the starter sets that Evo Retro sent out, which we're going to mm-hmm. be in the future giving away um, <clears throat> and so there's a screen protector which are like hard screen protectors like it's like glass almost, which is awesome Mm -hmm. um it also comes with a little stand because there's no stand on the switch light so they have a stand that you can put it in while you charge it which is nice so that's cool yeah it's just a little plastic stand and the charger can stay in it there's a little hole for it um so that's cool and then there's also a rubber grip which is amazing so like it's the rubber grip almost makes it look like a wii u like, cause there's mm-hmm. like little like handles on the bottom, which make it more comfortable for, for your hand. Cause if you haven't actually held a switch light JP, um, they're tiny, they're not big. Um, they're not meant, meant for big hands. So those of us that have normal human sized hands, um, <laughs> it definitely, oh good, I'm, I'm fine then. Yeah. I don't know if you do or not, I don't, but, um, my, I mean, that's perfect for my daughter though. Like size mm-hmm. is like flawless for her. Um, but yeah, so it's awesome that Evo Retro made that. That's an essential thing because it also comes with a hard case. Um, it kind of looks like the ones that were released for the NES and Super Nintendo Mini and the Switch where it's like a hard case with like red and white zipper. Um, mm-hmm. They released one for the Switch Lite and it just says Evo Retro on the top, which is fine. And it fits the Switch Lite perfectly. Um, leave it to my daughter, though, to figure out how to get it wrapped. There's like these little... Um, these little elastic bands, and she got like one of the both of the elastic bands wrapped around one of the Joy Cons, and it was like stuck. I don't know <laughs> how she did that, but I had to like break one of the rubber bands the other day, and I'm like, man, <laughs> um, it also came with like little little joystick uh, toppers that you could put on there to give a little extra grip to the joysticks. But it's black, so it doesn't quite go with the style of the Switch Lite. Um, it, d- it does fit with other analog controllers as well, so I actually put it on my daughter's. Uh, computer Xbox controller that she's that she chewed the buttons off of, so now she has fresh ones from Evo Retro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so multifaceted. Um, but it's it's really nice the 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 whole kit that they have. Um, awesome. Can't recommend them enough. The guys like we mentioned before, really down to earth guys. Um, cool people, and they're making awesome products. Um, so that's the Switch Lite. Um, and speaking of man hands. <laughs> um, the other thing that I got was the Damon X Machina giant controllers. Yeah, me too. Yep. And that have you, have is, you tried it yet? I haven't taken them off the system. The split pro people? has now been on my system. Uh, uh, that is all I use. Um, the main reason N- you'll never have drift again because it's <laughs> literally real analog sticks. So the analog sticks are a real joystick. Um, it's not the, you know, the little circle pad pros that they have on the, the joy, the joy cons. It's a legitimate joystick. Um, and the buttons are a little bit bigger. The D pad is awesome. It's a really good D pad. Um, it reminds me of like an Xbox controller. Really? It's nice. It's a little bit beefier than the pro controller. Uh, it makes the, the switch gigantic, by the way, it's, it's, it's huge now, um, but it feels real good, too, because there's, like, the controller itself is bigger than the switch screen, so there's a little bit of overlap. But that's the grooves where my hands naturally sit. So it, mm-hmm. sits, it sits nice. Um, and then there's two buttons on the back um, that you can assign. And they assign to each side, so the left, you know, split pad Pro Procon, um, it only can assign to up, down, left, right, or the joystick press. Or LZLZR. L- um, and then the same said for the right Joy-Con. Uh, I was playing a shoot 'em up though, and I assigned the shooting button to one of those, and my hand just rests on it. So mm-hmm. it literally was giving me an auto-fire, which was awesome. Um, um, it, al- yeah. it also has turbo, which is cool. Um, and you have a little bit more travel when it comes to the analog stick than you do with the Circle Pad Pro. So it actually creates a little bit more like a little bit more accuracy when it comes to control when you're using it. It's honestly it's an essential controller now for me. Um that's probably all I'm going to use. Um it is not compatible with anything that isn't powered. If that makes sense.
0: Maybe explain yourself. So
1: the same thing with the um the the previous Hori Legend of Zelda D-pad Joy- mm-hmm. Joy-Con um if you try putting it on the the little j- controller that you know the switch shipped with that mm-hmm. is non-powered it won't work with that the sp- hori split pad uh. is the same thing so it needs power so it also would not be compatible with the flip grip then because the flip grip is not powered mm-hmm. so-, so you
0: can so you can use this if for whatever reason you had the switch lite and you had it like standing up on on the Evo Retro stand, and you wanted to play, you couldn't use this then.
1: I think the only way, and I don't have one to test, but the only way you could play it is if you had the charging uh, controller Joy-Con. Oh, okay. You know, like, there's the one that the, sh- the Switch shipped with, and yes. then there's one that's, like, silver or clear gray or something like that, that actually charges your Joy-Cons. That one, I think, would be compatible, because it's powered, um, I don't quote me on that though, cause I haven't tested it, but that would be the way that you could play it. And then I'm not sure if the circle pad pro or is actually, um, compatible with the split pad pro is compatible with that controller extension as well. I'm not sure, but that would be the one way that you could have a power dealio for it. Um, so it might only be playable with the actual switch.
0: Yeah, it says here on the back, it says, must be connected to system.
1: Yeah, so it mm. might be the only way to get power. It'd be interesting if any of the listeners have tried it with the,
3: mm-hmm.
1: the chargeable one. I, I haven't bought a chargeable one yet. I'll find one eventually and get it. Um, but yeah, because it's, it's definitely not, doesn't have its own internal power, which is the only unfortunate part, but that's probably it would probably increase the price to $80, $90, like the Joy-Cons. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it also do likely doesn't have an amiibo sensor in it too, I would assume. It does not.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about the amiibos on it, but yeah, probably not. Yeah. I do like that the X button is the Damon X machina logo, which I think is pretty cool. Now Horror does a nice job and it's nice that they're, you know, officially licensed by Nintendo for their products and they make really cool accessories. This is just another cool one. It's
1: good quality, and it is,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I mean, the only thing is, is that like they have the X that's red, but it's it's subtle, which is nice because it still right. goes with every system. It also like kind of almost modernizes or makes it look like PC style when you're playing it because of mm-hmm. like how everything is like black now,
3: essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, super cool. I love it. Um, it's it's gonna be my my default way of playing now, especially since my Switch is my own and not my daughter's anymore. <laughs> um, it means my Joy-Cons aren't, aren't going to get much play, which is unfortunate. Um, I may have to get a separate charger now for the Joy-Cons, though, to make sure that they keep a charge.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But we'll see, because, I mean, my other default way was using the Pro Controller on TV, so... Um, I hear you. Which, for Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, I actually... Uh, used the wired 8-bit dough Super Nintendo controller and played my Link's Awakening with the Super Nintendo controller. And what would you think? Amazing. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, obviously you have to move Link. You can't move him with the D-pad. You have to move him with the analog stick. So mm-hmm. I was using the, the 8-bit
0: dough nice. joystick instead. So
1: It worked out really well. Um, now that I've spent... A long time talking. Um, um I have to speed
0: read all my new releases.
1: Oh no, there's no hurry because this is two weeks. Um mm-hmm. I would I would like to um say though that the all the wired controllers that were released by like power A, they all have real analog sticks by the way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just there's a little more travel on the split pad pro. Um it just feels a little bit wider. I don't know why, but it does. Because I mean mm-hmm. I'm holding a Legend of Zelda Power A right now that's wired and again excellent controllers too um Mm -hmm. but this is one that's connected to the system it's awesome it's it makes the switch not portable by the way so i'm gonna look ridiculous at the airport when i'm flying this week (laughs) but i'm gonna do that's okay though
0: yeah go for it i do what i want (laughs) all right man is it my turn to go over 22 titles
1: so first of all just cover what we had that was the same (laughs)
0: oh i'm going alphabetical oh no don't want that all right well i'm probably still gonna go through it but all right well you mentioned legend of zelda so i got the regular and i got the u.s dreamer edition uh in in this week i also got minute the special reserve edition i also got the limited run games edition which is just a variant cover with the case and the soft cover manual that's included in the case so it's not the cool extra box with the hardcover manual and map. I also got Momodora, the Reverie Under the Moonlight Collector's Edition from Luminarun Run Games. And what else? Well, you, bought, Ter- uh, you Terraria. bought Terraria. Yeah, so that I already had. Okay, so let's go over some new ones. So I'm going to start with the European releases. So I got Agalos. Yep. I I got uh, from Super Rare Games number 21, The Dark Side Detective which um, is if fun...
1: yes by the way Agalos is a game that I had to have JP like show me multiple sites so I could figure out how to buy the damn thing cuz like it was like not available it looks like a retro game people are saying it's the worst box art cuz it's literally a screenshot uh,
0: <laughs> I like it
1: I like it too but like, yeah like yeah, I think
0: it's uh, yes it's, it it looks uh, yeah um but uh, for those wondering uh, I got mine from Amazon UK but if you want a better value Shop for Megastore. If you're in the U.S., you get uh, free shipping. It's $20.99. It should be back up in stock now. I think it was out for maybe a day or two. The <laughs> <A> day <laughs> or two it's...
1: that I was buying it, damn it. I
0: day. know. And it's <laughs> one of it's one of P-Cube's uh, budget releases. So if you remember, they did Nippon Marathon, and they did... Oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a complete blank. Uh, oh, um, um, it was the school game... Oh yeah, I
1: remember what one that was. But Arc
0: something school. All I have
1: to say though is that like everybody that's listening needs to be aware of shop for megastore because as JP said, it's free shipping. Like you're getting European stuff with free shipping. Um, it's the best way to import from from that region, and they also carry a lot of Japanese only releases too that are also the same price as something like PlayAsia. So.
0: Actually, that, it's Better in some cases because of the free shipping. Yeah. And so, for instance, Final Fantasy Seven VII and Eight, the twin pack, it's available from Shop for Megastore for forty six ninety nine free shipping. Dragon Quest 1-2-3, which is an Asia-only release, $44.99, free shipping. It just came back um, in
1: stock, too, because I was about yes. to make a big purchase, and then it was out of stock, and I'm like, well, I'll wait, and it came back in. Thank God.
0: Oh, it's Valtherian. Valtherian Arc Story. Sorry. And Nippon Marathon were the first two budget titles from PCube at nineteen dollars ninety nine cents. Agalos and the other one that I got, which is Songbird Symphony, uh, is twenty dollars ninety nine cents. And they they're considered their budget titles. I mean, you really can't go much cheaper in terms of a price than what PCube is putting out. And they're fun games. Like like you mentioned, the Agalos is is like a, it's a non linear adventure. It's got that eight-bit feel to it. It's a really good game. You can actually read our review on JP Switch Mania. Songbird Symphony, Symphony, same kind of thing, retro style. It says lead burb across interconnected levels, bursting with life and hidden areas. Engage in catchy musical segments that will challenge your rhythmic skills. I mean, they're fun games that they're putting out at such good, affordable prices that you know, if you're a collector, these are kind of no-brainers, and you really can't beat the shop for Mega Store price. Like they, they right. Mega Floor, I can't even say it, but they're. But it's funny, like a lot of people always post, like, "Oh, JP, like you posted this, but have you bought from them or or 365 Games, which is the UK counterpart?" Um, and I go, "Yeah, all the time, I buy from them, and with the free shipping, you get it within a week, um, maybe a little bit longer every now and then if customs holds it, but normally within a week I get it, and then you can pay two dollars and ninety nine cents for slightly expedited shipping, but I just stick with the free shipping and it is not a long wait whatsoever so it's a it's a great store that you should really you know bookmark and constantly look back on because they're always adding those uh, european exclusives there the collectors editions like the legend of zelda uh, collector's edition in europe they had Damon x machina astral chain um, so they're putting like those as well and there's even some titles that i haven't even seen listed anywhere else so for instance coffee crisis furwind you know, they've already have listed for pre-order, so it's a really great store. And
1: oh, and, and by the way, when you mention expedited shipping, you can have like six items in your cart and you pay three dollars for express delivery.
0: For and all it six. ships and and it ships as they get released, so they're not holding your order either. Mm. Which is really nice. So you know, I'm scrolling through now and there's so many games for pre-order that we are not getting in the US that they have up and all good prices, so definitely check them out.
1: It's an unsung hero, and those of you that are, you know, collecting like we are for the Switch, like, um, you know, it's it's definitely awesome. I obviously just made the purchase of the items that I needed, <laughs> which mm-hmm. included both pre-orders of Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, which I need both. Um, I still haven't I really did. looked. Do you know about the Dragon Quest if it's just the NES ports, or are they doing the, the Game Boy Advance ports, or the PSP versions or because there's multiple releases of all of them.
0: Yes. That's, I... I
1: don't know. I've just seen uh, it up and I've seen the box art, which is all three split. Hmm. I mean, okay. That's... to me, I have dragon warrior one, two and three on the NES, um, dragon warrior three on the game boy color. I mean, I have mm-hmm. tons of different versions, but like the fact that dragon quest one and two and three, were released on the Super Nintendo and they're the Ultimate Editions. I hope that's the versions that we got. That'd be awesome.
0: So I will say, if you have a minute, go to Nintendo.com, type it in. You'll see screenshots. It looks... It, it actually, it, there's no way this is NES um, if the if the screenshots are showing. I mean, it's too sharp uh, for NES. I would say it's, it may have even been cleaned up a little bit Seriously, like go look, like type it I'm, in. I'm, if you can. I'm
1: looking right now at some screenshots as we're typing. Um, it actually like doesn't even look like. Su- oh, it's not even Super Nintendo. Like, cause I played the Super Nintendo ones. It looks like it's like mobile. <laughs> like, I mean, it yeah. looks, like, it looks yeah. weird. I hope they didn't ruin it. Damn it. They. It I mean, it's still it. forty bucks, which is great for all three. But like,
0: man. No, that's, there's no way. That's like the. That's not just the port of like the NES or even the Game Boy one. Yeah, like the, gra- like, the screenshot, like, when you're in the battle system, and the dragon that they're showing looks like, like, it just, no, you know, I yeah. Mean,
1: I mean, it looks like they went over it with an artistic brush, it's just mm-hmm. not a Kiritoriyama artistic brush, which would be amazing. <laughs> Imagine if they had the dude from Dragon Ball going oh. all the art, like, oh my. That being said, like, freaking Dragon Quest Eleven is coming soon, and... Talk about a game we don't have time to play.
3: (laughs) Like, oh yeah. I
1: mean, I mentioned I was playing that game on the demo, and I haven't played it since because I've been playing all these other games. But it's like, man, I really want to because it was so cool, Mm -hmm. so good. I, I mean, I'm just
0: saying, it's it's an amazing game, and it's games I wish I I had when I didn't have kids, when I can just sit down and just play.
1: Well, the thing is, uh, is that London's cool. Where she's just playing video games with me, like we're sitting next to each other, both playing the Switch. But like, uh, I just need my I'm kids to be
0: a little bit older.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: My, okay. So let's keep going. So Agalos I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Dark Side Detective, I mentioned. Next, we have. I did not, I did not pre-order.
1: Boaty. Did not pre-order the super uh, rare games. Detective, it's Dark still Side.
0: available. You can still get it if you want it. I know.
1: Okay. Not my genre. <laughs> Um, goat Simulator, which JP really wanted to make the game of the, the week, but I didn't get it in. Um, I, I didn't pre order it, and I thought it was coming out in the states. So I went to GameStop. My daughter was looking for it cause she wants to play it, and they didn't have it. And I, and I looked, I'm like, it's European only.
0: You need to come talk to me. I will tell you if it's a U.S. release.
1: <laughs> I was we were talking about it on the cast, even. I just with some reason thought it was coming out in the states. Like,
0: oh, well, you never, you know what? You never know. I mean, right now, I haven't heard anything, but you never know with a game like this. All right, so next one I mentioned was Songbird Symphony. That's another one of the PQ budget releases that came yeah, out at yeah. the same time as Agalos. Then we move into the U.S. releases. So I got the Best Buy Ultimate cover of Aegis Defenders. And fun tidbit, that if you're not following me, <laughs> so this good. one is not... This one is not going to be available on Best Buy's website. So this is going to be an in-store only. And what's interesting is that not every store put them out. And and what a lot of employees do is they look at the website to see if it's available and it's not listed on the website. So you have to know the SKU number or you have to have somebody who's willing to check the back stock specifically for this game. Um, But there is a low print run. So we have a person who works at Best Buy in the Facebook group and he shares the public knowledge information. Best Buy is only getting about 2,500 copies like across the U.S., and this is not going online. So every store is getting about two to three copies on average. And honestly, if you go right now, you'll probably find it without an issue. But if you missed out on Aegis Defenders from Limited Run Games, this is your last chance to get it physically. And like I said, you'll have to go into the store and search the shelves for it. So it makes collecting fun because it's like a, you know, this one was a hunt. That was exciting because, you know, we all found out about it because somebody had posted a picture and then I shared it on Twitter and then all of a sudden everyone's like, going to Best Buy and everyone's taking pictures and they're trying to help each other out. And to me, that's the fun part of collecting.
1: And, and thankfully, it's not going to turn into a Tiny Troopers this time where it ends no, up no. being like not limited because we already know <laughs> Limited Run Games says with every one of the releases to Best Buy that it's contingent on how many Best Buy orders. Yes. So they didn't order the- that many.
0: And there is one coming up. I don't know if Josh had stated which game, but he had responded to my tweet. He said there's one that's even going to have a lower print run through Best Buy than this one. So it's going to be, and you know, we even we're told that there's going to be another one coming that's, um, I think, in store only. So it's going to be uh, interesting for people who either missed out and need to get this game physically or want to get it with the alternate cover. Even though you can get the covers, you know, for 99 cents on the website through limited run games, it's still nice to have, like, you know, a sealed alternate cover version, you know, things like that.
1: And I'm pretty sure I didn't get Aegis Defenders.
0: I have the spare if you need me to bring it.
1: Let me see. What type of game is (laughs) that?
0: Aegis Defenders is Explore, Build, Defend. It's an action platformer, drop-in co-op. It's craft powerful weapons and turrets to fight off hordes of enemies in unique tower-defense-inspired combat.
2: I think that's
0: what what threw me off was tower defense. Yeah, and it says drop-in co-op, switch between single and couch co-op at any time with dynamic split-screen and discover the ancient world of Alam and solve a mystery that once brought the world to its knees.
1: Hey, might you let as me- well bring it. <laughs> um, JP's building a pile for me, by the way, when we meet up. And
0: <laughs> you're, Oh, you're, you're getting some good stuff. You're getting some albums. You're getting... Yeah, you're getting...
1: yeah I'm just getting stuff that just pops up because JP likes to thin
0: out his collection every once in a while. It's <laughs> happening. I'm I'm cleaning up those collector's editions. I'm selling those collector consoles. I actually think I'm gonna be selling the the Joy Cons and the Pro controllers too now.
1: I have something I want to talk about at the end of the episode after we're we're done, but it's something sure. to do with paring down, and it's it's crazy, it's crazy people, but it's definitely not 100% switch. So I'm gonna wait till JP gets through his giant pile of games.
0: Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, I was gonna say why I'm doing it, but let's keep going. So next <laughs> one I got. Was Damon X Mackina. I got yes. that. I got the U.S. I actually got the European one, but like I said, I'm I'm trying to just go regular. So I actually helped Dude. a few people out because apparently I pre-ordered it from multiple places and and all of them shipped. So I was able to help out people who missed out, which I like doing. And you know, so, it goes so like, to a good home.
1: So like that one and Astral Chain are two games that I absolutely need to have. But they're both full price. So I have to wait. <laughs> like, I can't afford $120 for two games right now. And they're
0: not going to drop anytime soon, sadly. Um,
1: The Damon X Machina may drop just because they ca- a lot of people aren't going to be picking it up. Like, I, I, re- I watched a whole video on it, how they kind of um, put a review ban on all the YouTubers... To where they won't allow them to use any footage to monetize, so none of the reviews came out. So it's gonna be uh not as publicized as it should have been because for some reason they didn't allow YouTubers to cover it. So
0: that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So that one actually may come down in price a little. Um. Now, Astral Chain, it's not gonna come down, and I need to get it. I will eventually.
0: <laughs> is it? Is it insane? Just. How many like really good games are coming out?
1: We're talking. All, about those all, all games at are once. top tier. Like those games are yeah you know, awesome, and you know it's.
0: I, and what drives me crazy is is that more people are talking about them. Like maybe not the reviewers, but the people in our in our circles, like the community, are just talking about them because a lot of people on your release day they're picking them up, they're playing them, you know, throughout the week through the weekend, they're sharing screenshots. Like I said, for other games. And all I keep hearing are just such wonderful things. More, more about Astral Chain, I would say, than than Damon that I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. But Astral Chain, just everybody loves. Everyone's saying like the intro was just phenomenal. The game was so much fun, and I'm just like, I really want to play it. Like, I just, I want to find time to just sit and play a game. And yeah. one day, one day I'll have these games, and hopefully, I'll still be able to play them.
1: Well, all I have to say <laughs> is if you make it the game of the week, I'll have to buy it like that's the okay. one where I'll go to the store and just buy it whereas mm-hmm. you know, the goat game I have to I'm waiting for it to ship I bought it like last week so yeah
0: you should be getting it soon yeah. And, but
1: yeah it is what it is but like man Astral Chain like I don't know how many uh-huh. hours it'll take to beat it but like I would uh, be willing
0: I, I thought I saw somebody say like 18 to 20 and they were able to oh, beat the main so, story
1: so long <laughs> 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 I can't even to get me that JP sounds- to, to beat the hour I- of X challenge <laughs>
0: It's true I do want to take a short interview and just say congratulations we've just hit 250 backers on the switch Woo! collector we did big mo- big milestone yeah you you gotta,
1: you gotta six- realize that for some reason my my phone stopped giving me updates when we get backers hmm. <laughs> like I don't get I used to, like the first day it was like my phone was unusable but since then it's like it's gotten gotten a little bit different which is <laughs> awesome though and yeah yeah because yeah my phone just doesn't update when it's in the middle of the campaign it's it's crazy
3: mm-hmm. it's
0: all right so weird. i yes let's keep going so i also got legend of zelda regular collect position i mentioned i mentioned minute already from limited run games with the alternate cover i got nino cooney wrath of the white witch
1: another from game freaking buy damn it jp It's three now.
0: see damn. but here's the good news with bandai namco you wait a little bit it'll drop to that 34.99 range like they did with tails They've yeah, done man. that with with other of their titles. Yeah, so. but JP,
1: I still haven't bought Tales or Ease Eight. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, there's so many games. Like, I have. So, so everybody knows that I, you know, create a massive review tracker mm-hmm. for for my um for my book. Well, there's a column that's games to buy, and it's like 180 games right now that I need to buy. Like, if you look close, you could just borrow them. I could, but I'm not going to. Patience, young Padawan.
0: All right, so let's keep going. So then I got from Natsumi Real Fishing Road Trip Adventure that I don't think a lot of people knew this came out because it was available at Walmart, Amazon, and GameStop. Um, But it looks cool. It's like arcade-style fishing uh, and it has like anime uh, characters. Like when they're talking, you see like their upper body in the front of the screen. I forget what that's called. But it looks cool, uh, and it was thirty bucks, so yeah, you know, not too bad. Then I got Star Wars Pinball from Zen Studios. That's nineteen.
1: Surprisingly, that one's on my list that I need to get. Um, have you played any of the Zen Studios pinball games?
0: I feel like I have in the past, and they're I just solid. can't. Recall, yeah, they're and, really
1: good. And, and the irony was, is back in the day on like the Wii U, the Zen were like basically their own unique pinball machines and now they finally started to get some like awesome licenses for licensed tables and i mean i was a huge advocate of the other pinball the pinball arcade on back on the ps3 um where we had and ps4 where we had like all the different tables and we were getting every season, we we're getting mm-hmm. new tables. And then they started discontinuing stuff, and you can't read down the. Oh, okay. Yep. It became lame, kind of like Netflix, um, <laughs> where they kind of started deleting stuff. Um, but the fact is, is getting it on a cartridge like you're getting Star Wars, that's awesome. Mm
0: hmm. Oh, yeah. And 19 tables, which is cool. And ex- exclusive Nintendo Switch features and modes. Yeah, I want to play this. So it looks fun. Well, I mean, will just think this.
1: like playing it in tape mode would just be super cool.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe we'll have to do it with the flip grip and make it one of the episodes of the, or the games of the week. That'd be cool. Okay. I need
1: an excuse next to buy I that got game, the game. And it's not super expensive, so.
0: No, no, it's not. All right, so the next game I got is a GameStop exclusive. It is Trine Series 1, 2, and 3, uh, all on the cart. And what's really interesting that I think is still some confusion is that this is a GameStop exclusive through their through their publishing brand, Game Trust. There's also Trine 4 coming out individually on the cart. And then there's a Trine Ultimate collection with games 1 through 4. But in this one, which is going to be a retail, like a mass retail release, 1 through 3 are digital codes and 4 is the physical one on the cart. So if you want 1, 2, and 3 physically, you have to get it through GameStop in the U.S., it's not available anywhere else as of right now. I don't know if this is going to open up at some point later on, but yeah, right now this is a GameStop exclusive, and it's forty forty dollars for the three games. Um, but yeah, it's one that you know the, our our overseas friends and collectors are trying to get right now.
1: That's always one series that I never really knew much about, but it's essentially a side-scrolling platforming puzzle game.
0: Mm-hmm. Like it's like a two point five D um Style and it looks cool. I mean, like I said, the fourth one is coming out, and I want to play these. So it's on this my one... list
1: to get. I didn't buy yeah. it yet, but um wait,
0: do you do you need one? Because I have an extra. Damn it, JP. Might as well bring I, so, it. So <laughs> that's gonna so be my thing. Might as well bring it. <laughs> so here's the cra- here's the crazy thing. I ended up with six copies of this game, and the reason was I had like two people ask me to help them out. One from Australia, one from Canada. Then, like, they asked me, then they asked me to cancel, then they asked again, I never canceled, and then I forgot I pre-ordered, and all of a sudden, like, last week, I just started getting, like, one copy, and two copies, and one copy, in. I have a whole stack of trying now, so I've been helping a few people out, and I have extra, so you get one. <laughs> You might as well bring one. On.
1: Might as well bring one with. Like I'm literally building go. the giant stack from JP. Like,
0: see, you don't even need to buy games at the convention because I got you covered.
1: Well, I usually at conventions can't leave my table. Um, That's true. The last time though it was dangerous because walking to my panel, there was a guy that had every single TurboGrafx-16 game sealed. And I'm just like, oh my god. Oh. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> so I, went, I went and I bought like a bunch of stuff, and it's. Oh my it's, god. I have. Uh, I'm looking at it right now to my right. Oh. I got a sealed Duo Pad which came with the Turbo duo, but it's a individually boxed controller. I got Lords of Thunder sealed and I got uh the cause the VHS tape as well. <laughs> like like and I got more but like those are the t- two that I can see in my eyesight. <laughs> like <laughs> like that's the danger of retro World Expo. it's amazing. We'll we'll get to it, though. We're going to talk about it. <laughs>
0: all right so then i got i held off on this one and then i was like you know what i'm gonna buy it i got truck racing championship because i i got it and yeah it's truck racing so it looks pretty cool Mm -hmm. uh all right good (laughs) all right so let's move on to the asia japan releases so the first one i got is River City Girls, and I got the Asia version from Play Asia. Nice. Um, same game that Limited Run Games is putting out right now. It's a different cover. Did well, it's you really...
1: see a post from them like today? No. They, they said we haven't been talking about it, but just so you know, there's going to be an exclusive Limited Run Games exclusive giant manual that's coming with their version. And I'm like. Oh. Thank God I got that version because I got that version. I didn't get the Asian one, and everybody's playing it. I'm like, I want to play it because I've seen reviews. It's supposed to be like one of the best. Yeah, re-imagined... everyone's loving it. It's It was originally released on the Super Nintendo, and it's now it's redone. Like again, another reimagining of a classics franchise on the Switch. But like, they went anime with it. They the uh-huh. parodies are awesome. Like it's that once it comes out from limited run games, I'm gonna want to play it. Like it's so good and it's river city ransom it's just river city girls and it's anime style and over the top and crazy and
0: like oh yeah you're right every every order comes with a 60 page manual yeah. and switch copies will have a and switch cover copies will have a foil cover
1: yeah like that's, that's like, awesome like he's like I, th- I think it was it wasn't douglas but like they were like yeah we haven't been really talking about it but just so you know it's gonna come with this, and everybody's like, "What?" And now it started to become a, a big deal now, on the uh, Unlimited Run Games website
3: because <laughs> people like, nice.
0: didn't realize it. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, I'm 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 sharing it with everyone because I didn't even know about this. I, I literally skipped that post. I was like, "Oh heck yeah, sixty-page manual and foil cover." Yeah, it's uh, Josh. Actually, so... Josh is the one who
1: posted it today, and he's just like, "So you just so you know."
0: I'm yeah, he say, just said so pre order.
1: He said, uh, haven't pushed this heavily, but we also have a sixty page manual you won't find in any other release of the game. Double big eyes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I was like, I saw that I'm like, oh my god, you're crazy. And I just happened to it happened to pop up like his post for some reason. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Like, dude. So but but the one thing is with the um the Play Asia release, it comes with a two disc soundtrack. Sixty-two tracks on it. That's that's nice. That's um, and okay, that's, that's
1: another one that'll be amazing if they put a vinyl out for it.
0: Mm-hmm. This looks fun. Looks really fun. Glorious anime cutscenes and manga style intermissions. That's awesome. Kick butts, names, and pound punks. All right, oh, so yes. I got that. So the next game I got was a Japan-only release as of now, and it's Lethal League Blaze. Um, There is a demo available. Uh, I I downloaded the demo off the Japanese eShop, and it played in English. Blaze
1: Blue series, right? Fighting games?
0: No. No, it's not Blaze Blue. So this one, it's a different take where it is fighting, but it's not the Blaze Blue. It's not Arc System Works that did this game. Um, It's actually Team Reptile. I'm trying to explain... I'm trying to think like how to it best looks like explain Blaise this Blue,
1: game even on a thing, but it looks um. So I just typed her in. Um, it's highly stylized. Really looks like Jet Set Radio Future. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that game
0: looks crazy. And here's the thing: on Amazon, it's thirty dollars, and on PlayH, I think it was thirty-five. And what's really nice is that the first edition. Comes with an art book, a sticker set in a slightly oversized box holding the case as well. And the pre-order bonus was a keychain of one of the main characters. And so it's a $30 game. I mean, it's what a great deal for that amount and all the bonus, like day one items that you get. So definitely check it out, it's available. Okay, the next game I got is everybody's favorite that they've all been waiting for from PlayAsia and East Asia Soft: it's Panty Party came yeah, in
3: JP
1: i got
0: wearing it. them panties he tried them on i did an unboxing and everybody wondered where they were because the packaging was empty and then i i just i don't want to say whipped out the panties but i threw them in front of the screen um but yes panty party came out and they come with panties real panties okay next i got was minute from special reserve games which you talked about already
1: you've already mentioned it three times
0: I have. Well, now we're now we're in the collector edition pile of games. <laughs> so now we're now we're back to the U.S. So, Momodora, Zelda*. We're done. Uh, today I got in *Giga Wrecker* *Giga Wrecker* Alt um, Collector's Edition from Limited Run Games. Uh, I also picked up *AI: The Somnian File Special Agent Edition* uh, from Best Buy. Uh, not a Best Buy exclusive, but the collector edition was sold there. And then I also got in the ginormous collector's edition of Dragon's Lair Trilogy from Limited Run Games.
1: Which is the size that, of a Laserdisc, right?
0: It is a huge box. Oh, yeah. And those are my 22 games for the past two weeks. <laughs> and as I always say, the week's not over yet.
1: <laughs> it's definitely not. And oh, my God. Just to add to this week. Um, so we are definitely going to Retro World Expo this week. We are? Um, Oh, we're going right. to be meeting up Friday. I I don't get until super late though, um, but it's about to be a crazy week, and mm-hmm. like I'm gonna have a ton of pickups next week to talk about because JP's bringing them, <laughs> 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 and, then, and then it's gonna be spoiler a- alert, spoilers, <laughs> spoils. Um, we might have to do a mini episode like when we're together just to do, do a recording or something audio wise.
0: We should do a video one, at least one.
1: Yeah, maybe that'd
3: we'll
0: do a, cool.
1: maybe we'll set up a, a video one. Yeah, that'd be while cool. That will be fun. Um I don't have a, a good camera, we'll just use my phone. It'll be per, super pro. We'll be pros. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll just do our convention pickups video or something. Like we'll make a special episode nice. 21 or something. Um then the live
0: one. episode 21, fun. The Man, The Becoming a Man episode. Coming a manisode, <laughs> Video <you know, laughs> Sode.
1: <video-sode>.
0: Uh, <laughs> but yeah,
1: so we're going to be talking about the Switch uh, and collecting for it, the new retro, kind of like we just mentioned, River City Girls, stuff like that we're going to talk about, and just how mm-hmm. the this Switch is like a new Shangri-La when it comes to game releases because we're seeing tons and tons of stuff that's cool. And oh, it yeah. just be a back and forth. We'll have people asking questions. Um, we're going to be. Uh, promoting the giveaway, which is the you know the the triple switch giveaway that JP is going to talk extensively about at the very end of the of the episode here, um, <laughs> but literally giving away three switch lights. Uh, we mentioned you know promoted that we're going to be giving away a switch light. It's part of that. We're already giving away three switch lights. So, mm-hmm. um, however, I think JP did say he might bring a game or have a digital game download to give away. Um,
0: How oh, I i i'm looking at my pile and i'm definitely going to be bringing some games and little tease east asia soft is one of them
1: all right um that yeah. i have i'm gonna bring some evo retro um to give away for those that got have a switch Lite and want a little
0: protection and to promote them and UniKeep keep cases Shh, i got some of those too and
1: UniKeep. um and the guys from UniKeep are awesome by the way I didn't realize they Uh, were one of us, but like they literally are super cool, especially the main guy, Clinton, Clinton, who's who's behind it. He's just like, we're just talking games. (laughs) I'm like, oh, so it's not like he's just, you know, a company making these crazy cases. It's like a collector.
0: It's, it's a collector, and this is his passion. Like, that's a passion project that he was able to do, and I think that's what's so amazing that, you know, not everybody always realizes, right? You know, you see a lot of accessories out there, and sometimes they just get overlooked because there's just so many similar ones out. But, like, the Evo Retro guys, Unikeep, like, to me, they stand out more now just because you get to know the people behind the products, and you know that it's not just, oh, I'm making a product to make X amount of money. They're making it because they saw a need, they have a passion for the system, they want to support it in their way, and that's to, That's to me now, like, why well, Unikeep is, like, my premier case holder for the cartridges. Evo Retro, I love all their accessories, and they're all affordable, too. They're really good quality, and they're all affordable, and they're, they cover, like, literally anything you could think of for the Switch, right? They had the GameCube controllers, the adapters, extension cables, carrying cases. Um, cleaning cloth, the grips. I mean, everything they, they cover and all their prices are, are really good. So I gave Unikeep
1: an idea today, talking with Clinton, and my idea is, all right, so we have too many games for one case. So mm-hmm. basically we got to split our cases based on, I'm thinking, genre. So imagine mm-hmm. if you had, like, Switch cases based on, like, Metroidvanias or platformers or Mm -hmm. RPGs, so you'd have an RPG case. We're getting to that point where we could almost fill up a case on each genre, and then there would be a playable case, all the cases we displayed. I want to play an RPG. Here's all the RPGs. Here's some that I forgot I owned. Um, That would be pretty cool, because I sort all my boxes based off of region right now, or third party and stuff like that, or limited run games gets its own section, and Mm -hmm. that's even now to I don't have enough room for even that anymore just in like the last month um so like I'm just thinking like that would be super cool to do it by genre and that's what I was recommending.
0: you just gave me another idea as well uh, what's that from that how awesome would it be to see limited run games custom cover super rare games strictly yeah. strictly have the have the limited publishers have a special case? You know, for them to hold all their cartridges, and because you clearly, yeah, you. I mean, you clearly see that there's so many coming out from all of them that they're gonna fill up a case easily in a couple years. I mean, limited run is already on their what thirtieth or so.
1: So think about the good idea, fairy, and on the inside of the cover, you could even have little mini like stickers that could lib label one, two, three, four, like the the releases of the games so you can literally mm-hmm. have a collector's case
3: that you oh, open up, that's so and
1: it's, cool. it's all numbered. Like I'm just saying, Limited Run Games could go with that. Super Rare could go with that, and then mm-hmm. literally has its own stickers that they could put in with the game releases, that you can put in the case. Like, <laughs> I mean, something I that, that I idea. would use. Um, I mean, it's just mm. crazy stuff.
3: Because you know there's a, a
1: little bit of space in the unit keep where you could label them. Oh, Yeah. And it's just ideas, and it could be a pin that you could put in there—a pin that fits it, or a small pin or something. I don't know, because it's—it's mm-hmm. foam, and foam would fit with the pin. Um, like, there's—I think that's a great idea. Ton of options. It's just, yeah, it's because the thing is, is one sixty game case isn't going to do it for anybody who's seriously collecting for the Switch, like we are. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, I think I would need three... To, I'd need four right now. And mm-hmm. and even that is, like... It still would be everywhere. And it's like having my cartridge um, box, the cartridge chest that we're releasing for the Switch Collector campaign. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it holds... It comfortably holds 100. Um, so then I already have two full like and then it's just uh. it's, then you have to like take them out if you want to find a certain game and it's it's kind of there for excess once you've beaten stuff you put it in there and then it's mm-hmm. it's fun for random though you just reach your hand in there pull out a random game i'm playing this <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really cool for that but um yeah outside of like organizing those unit keep cases there's there's some some options out there i didn't even think of the limited run till we're talking about on the fly by the way like like mm-hmm. I, I mentioned doing one for limited run, but like actually individually numbering. So it would be like a completionist case. That's, that's insane. I like that. That's insane. How many releases <laughs> does limited run have on switch only
0: like 30 something? Yeah, yeah we're, we're nine. We're already getting up there. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to the website. Cause I'm like, I know we were past the 30 mark. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take, oh uh, yeah. Duck. The duck game is four, number 46.
1: 46. So you're like, so it are almost at a full case already. Exactly. Which would be super cool just to have dedicated cases to each company. Yeah. Like, like my goodness.
0: I think that'd be great. And I think that'd be cool. And they look nice on the shelf, right? Like, you know, you, you stack them up either way, vertical or horizontal. They look nice. They're clean. And they don't take up much room if you're going to just go with the cartridge option. Mm-hmm. So, so
1: there you go, Clinton, if you're listening, which you should be once JP tags you. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> at, at almost two hours in, we have a really good idea for you on, the, on the Switch <laughs> Media Playcast. You can tell when my daughter went went to bed, by the way, because our clarity of the episode increased tenfold. <laughs> she went, she goes to bed like an hour ago. She went to bed, and all the laughter <laughs> went away. <laughs> by the way, that's awesome. It's just funny. Um, so that's the thing that was like. All the people that we've met have been cool. I mean, we've mm-hmm. even had like like Limited Run Games is doing a part in the uh, Switch Collector they're writing a story, and they retweeted, which helped a lot more people find out about the Switch Collector. Like, it's it's super cool. Um, you know, not even with just ours, but like with everybody else's products too. And
3: products.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's multiple games that are coming up on Kickstarter, and I just reach out to them. Hey, you want to cross promote? Like right right before they're even funded. And I'm like, Hey, do you want to cross promote just cause I want to talk about like what you're doing. And people are like, Oh yeah, absolutely. And the last one I think was Indie, Indie clips, Indie from Genju soft. And I mean, they're at 168% funded. Now they're at, you know, they're making more than we are at this point. <laughs> um, oh, there's there.
0: there's cost. the game looks, the game looks phenomenal. There's a physical version planned, um, mm-hmm. uh, and they are, they have a track record. I mean, they are not a brand new company. They are ones that we've seen physical releases. If you remember, Caveman Warriors came out in in Spain mm-hmm. and they had, it supported English. That was them. And then they have they're the ones that are bringing Furwind, I believe, to the Switch. Mm-hmm. So, and if you go to their Kickstarter and you look up the Indie Calypse and you watch the trailer, it's hilarious. It really is. It's, it's funny. funny, and it looks like it's going to be because it's the life of an indie developer like dark humor about the world of that. And then you have mini games as you're trying to complete tasks. And I mean, it just looks fun. And, you know, as a physical collector, they know that. They know that there's this big physical community and there's a physical plant and it looks awesome. They have like the the mock-up case. There's a collector edition with CD, playing cards. I mean, it it looks like just filled to the brim of like awesome collector edition items.
1: I do have to say that I hope that they have a secondary... Source publishing it because mm-hmm. if they don't, that's they're not raising enough for that. They're gonna have to get an outside funding source because right now they're currently, you know, at six hundred and fifty backers that they have to fulfill twenty mm-hmm. over twenty five grand. Um, but as we've talked about, it's over a hundred thousand to to publish a game on the Switch themselves. So. Well,
0: they've worked with Avanti. I think I'm pronouncing it right in in Spain. So, um, so, I, they, so they do met. have. A, yeah, I don't know if that's who they're working with this time, but you know they have a relationship because they've done physical releases before. Perfect. So I wouldn't doubt that um, that this physical would not be made. Like I, I fully believe that we will see it. Um, and yeah, I mean it's what thirty nine dollars for a Switch physical for this game for the regular like edition of it. Not a bad price at all. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and that's a very good one to check out while you're checking out the Switch Collector as well.
1: Yeah, and the other one that was recent that I saw from you, I think, was Mind C's, Um Yes. Looks that's awesome. Got, and that now has Physical, which is $49 for the Physical Switch Warrior. Um, yeah, they,
0: they partnered with First Press Games, so Physical is coming.
1: And that's uh, what I was talking about is, like, they also aren't raising enough to do their own Physical production, but they're working with First Press, so we know it's coming out.
0: Right. So. M- yeah.
1: Yep. Super cool. And I like that we're get, starting to see more and more in the community. Those are the only two that I've backed. Um, other stuff has come out, but like, mm-hmm. those are the two that I've backed. And then, of course, I'm backing an NES game and a Genesis game. There's an amazing Genesis game right now. And it's only 15% funded, unfortunately. It's called Demons of Estiborg. Um, it is an mm-hmm. action Based game that looks amazing on the Genesis, but it's it's got a long way to go to get funded. It's from France. <laughs> um, it's physical for the Genesis, though, it, but it looks awesome. Like there's, you know, I'm I've been working on a Genesis book for a couple years now, and uh, I'm gonna be focusing on getting that sucker written in the next year mm-hmm. as well, so we can get a complete Genesis book out there along with Volume Two of the Switch Collection. Um, those are my next two i'm only gonna be doing two books a year from here on out Mm because doing virtual boy and the walter day book and re-release of the super nintendo is too much this year (laughs) combined with the switch one which is amazing to do that's got to be a focus going forward so so yeah uh let's see so switch collector um finished the writing Uh, a lot of people are going to be Going forward, we got some professional writers from around the community uh, working on the digital only with me, so that way we can meet the deadline. Um, I have at least one of JP's writers, um, Alan, as <laughs> well as two major um, YouTubers that are writing, which is The Immortal John Hancock and awesome. John Riggs. Are both nice. writing. Now, that being said, they said they would be interested but I don't know if they realized that it was the digital-only games released in the first year. So we'll see if they still are going to be writing for it because all the physical games are written. I've written them all already. It's done. Um, in that, though, I've added on each page in the digital-only will be the writer on there written by because I'm writing a bunch of them too. Um, mm-hmm. But it's going to help because, you know, it takes about an hour to write each review, so... When I say I wrote like 30 in the last like four days, like I've been writing a lot.
0: (laughs) Oh, I believe it.
1: (laughs) And it's been fun. I've been on holiday from work, but I really am working on my fun, fun writing hobby. Um, Whereas the Genesis book's gonna be super easy with paragraphs per. I can get about four done in an hour. It'd be great. I'm back. I play them (laughs) all. That's the thing. Playing it all too on top of the hour. Oh yeah. Um, That's the thing. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, I appreciate that we're over 250 backers, which is amazing. Let's see, did we get any while we're listening? Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Um, I would say where are we at right now? Um, we are closing in on a little over three grand from hitting the next stretch goal, which is very attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is to get a second. R- ribbon bookmarks so you can like mark off which physical game you're at or which digital game you're playing you can mark off two at the same time which will be super fun to do and then when we hit 25 it'll be the japanese only and then when we hit 30 it's the slipcase, mm-hmm. which everybody's looking forward to it's just we got to hit it um so if we're you know he- heading toward we're over 15 250 means we need to double like reach out to and have double the support that we have from backers will essentially get us to the, the final stretch goal that's here. Uh, if, mm-hmm. we get, if we get past it, we have more stretch goals thought up, but I mean, it's, it's probably going to get close to that final stretch goal in the last minutes. We'll see though. Oh yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. th- There's a website called kick track, which shows what you're trending toward and all that. It's all fake. Uh, because it, it doesn't. It's like, oh, if you keep this same backer rate, like the first day, it says you'll make like two, three hundred thousand dollars. It's like, no, you're not gonna make that. Woohoo! Yeah, not happening. We're it's on a, track. It says that though, at this pace, which we've had, uh, we'll be trending to over the thirty. So we'll hit we'll hit all the stretch goals barely if it trends like this. And we've had a couple backers a day, uh, steadily, like around five, five to eight backers a day, which is awesome. Appreciate every one of you that is backed and so I said we go over the actual backers instead of the amount that it raises because if the backers come the amounts will come too
0: right. and
1: we make so many that like it's like we get so many backers that it's too easy to release so many books like it'll be it'll be super cool everything's going to be going into the warehouse and just so everybody knows I didn't mention this it's not mentioned anywhere so let's do a uh, Switch Mania Playcast exclusive it's Something that I've done in the complete Virtual Boy, too, JP. Yeah. Every single book is going to be individually wrapped, sealed.
0: That's awesome. So
1: basically, you could have a complete book and then get one that one sealed, and then you can open one, too. Like, there's some people that may want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And when I, I have, I, when I got the Complete Virtual Boy, it came sealed when I got the advanced book. And I'm bringing one of the advanced copies to Retro World Expo this weekend in Hartford, Connecticut, where JP <laughs> and I will be at. Um, yeah, I'm bringing a Complete Virtual Boy with me, the book. Nice. Um, I would bring the wooden... I don't know. Should I bring the wooden case to you, The the one that I handstand? Yes, of course. If I do, it has to come in my backpack, because if I put it in the... I put one of those before in my one of the boxes in mm-hmm. my carry on or in my checked baggage and it the box got like the whole my whole baggage got manhandled and the box was like I had to repair it so mm-hmm. it's going to be with me in my backpack if that's the case <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was they actually wrapped up both books in one in one uh seal so that was interesting but mm. Um, the other thing is, I would like to give a shout-out to the Nintendo Switch magazine that JP and, and I, JP did an interview of me in, um, because we're literally on the back cover of the magazine. Like, literally on the back cover of the magazine, um, the Switch player magazine. Which is the? Yeah, I
0: was not. Ex- I did not know that he was placing us right on the back cover. I thought it'd be like maybe right after your interview or or somewhere inside the magazine. And yeah, and when, I mean that was that's amazing, and it came out so nice, like perfect, perfect for that magazine, right?
1: Oh yeah, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> I did reach over to him to you know thank him, and he never responded, so I don't know if he just doesn't look at his Twitter. Yeah, or... Paul's a Paul's a busy guy. Yeah, I also shot an email too about the contributors for writers for the the switch collector for the digital only so um okay. if you reach out to them to let them know that hey sure. um the more people we have right that can make my deadline that's basically it and it's and the thing is it's a it's a paid because it's a professional thing it's it's a paid writing gig so um, mm-hmm. which is awesome you know certain certain book Writers or quote unquote writers have said that he, they're the only ones that pay writers. That's completely not true. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just when it's needed and when it's a giant, when it's a lot of writing to be done. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Like so, the digital only is like two pages. That's like a good. That's a lot of words. It's like four or five hundred words. That's, that's a big write-up. It's like JP writing for his his website. It's actually mm-hmm. shorter than his website. His website are crazy people.
0: like they like like, to be detailed and thorough yeah
1: so that being said though i was i was working with one of jp's writers um the other thing i'm going to be bringing with me to retro world expo is i finally finished my um retro city rampage painting and it turned out pretty amazing um in classic jeff fashion like the painting is done by (laughs) me so it looks so it looks pretty good um Definitely no. Um, definitely the background is is shiny though. It looks really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know if I I want to give that away though. Kind of <laughs> I want it, but if somebody wants <laughs> to purchase it at the expo. I'll probably have to sell it though. It's a one <laughs> one of a kind. The only one I did. Um, and I'm also going to be doing another panel. By the way, JP got wrangled yeah. into the <gasps> second panel. say what yeah um so dude have you played this game uh mike tendo reached out to me and goes hey would you be interested in doing a panel with me on sunday at the end of the convention i said yeah sure so we're gonna talk about um a lot of stuff a lot of craziness typically music because he does pixel tunes radio um vgm i think it's a video game music podcast uh xm x xm music or something, something something like that xvgm He's has, he has changed his name of his podcast a few times. Um, mm-hmm. But he does heavy on music, so it'll probably be musical-themed. Um, but I was asked to go on there, and Lance Ito, who runs Lance Cortez, who runs the Expo, was happy that I was able to help out, because they had an opening needed mm-hmm. to be filled, so. um, And we're going to be staying at like the Convention Hall Hotel, kind of like we did at Midwest Gaming Classics, so we'll literally... Mm-hmm not have to leave the area if we don't want to um which would be cool and we'll just be able to hang out and enjoy ourselves go to the auction and just have a good time
0: and we need to give a shout out to a great group of guys that we're going to be seeing and hanging out with video games monthly
1: Nah, they're going to convince they, JP to drink heavily.
0: <laughs> I, they, they always get me to do one shot, which is fair. <laughs> I don't mind doing that. But yeah, they're they're going to be there. It's going to be awesome. It's always good to see them. Oh, and we have to uh, give them
1: a shout out because in next month's box, which should be coming out like within the next week, there is going to mm-hmm. be a card for the Switch Collector and the Switch Mania Playcast. So we may have a lot of listeners uh, to this episode even. That are like, man, why are these guys talking over two hours? Um, that are listening from v- Video Games Monthly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we may have some some listeners, and I will have cards with me at Retro World Expo as well. Awesome. Yeah, but yeah, those guys are are super cool, and I may have to uh, eventually. I want to get a Video Games Monthly box. I might wait till after I move though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that could be something we could talk about is I've been working on, you know, I've always been paring down, but um, at the end of the year, I'm gonna be moving from Texas and moving out to Georgia. So uh, before I move from Maryland over to Texas. So like I move around every couple years from my job. Um, hopefully Georgia is a permanent move, but we'll be near the Atlanta area, which means I'll be really close to airports, be able to go to conventions a lot more affordably, which would be great. Um, mm-hmm. I might be able to be a guest at more conventions in the future, which would be fun. Um, but I'm doing something different when I move this time. Usually my work will like pay movers and they move everything at a really cheap level. And that's how our vinyl record player got flipped over when they moved it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it always makes me paranoid when it comes to like people handling my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to video game collecting and video game collectibles so this time I think I'm going to do u pack I don't know if you've heard of u pack so you no, so pack you go to the website they give you a quote they literally deliver a semi to your house and you pack it <laughs> and oh. then they deliver it they will hold it for like if you pay a little extra they'll hold it for like 30 days it doesn't come off the trailer, which was the issue with my last move is that I wa—I was there with them while they packed up my house and they loaded it, but in between before they delivered to my house, they unloaded and reloaded the whole trailer. Hmm. Without me there handling all of my household goods. So, wow. that was the issue. But if you pack, they keep it on the trailer and then they'll deliver it to your next household, your next destination, and then you unpack it. So... I have no problem. Like, I can move most of my house, but I mean, I will hire professional packers, which won't be the the cheapest. It'll be, you know, professionals. And I will hire a company to help me move. Mm -hmm. So, like, literally, like, I will be with the people when they load, so nothing will get messed up. And I'll be Mm -hmm. with the people if I hire them to help me unload. Unloading is way quicker than packing, by the way. Unloading takes, like, a day. Packing will take, like, two or 3 Mm-hmm. Like, the load after you pack. And having somebody professionally, like, somebody who packs stuff for a living, pack up your house is, like, a godsend. Like, people are really awesome at it. And that's one of those skills that, if you don't move a lot, like, it is a dreadful thing for a lot of people. Like, <laughs> imagine all the stuff that you have in nooks and crannies of your game room. Like, everywhere.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: I'm just looking around. I'm like, ugh, it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just in this area. It's like, uh, it's packed to the brim. In my game room, and <laughs> and so that'll be a fun thing. Um, and so we're gonna have to do like back-to-back recordings, or we'll have to do two-for episodes, kind of like we're doing this week, but mm-hmm. mandatory because <laughs> I'll be moving and we won't be able to record.
0: <laughs> that is very true.
1: Yeah, it'll be around Christmas time. We might take a Christmas siesta like <laughs> from from Christmas all the way till when I move into my new house. We might have to, to take a playcast pause just because of the holidays. <laughs> but it'll be good to pick back up and imagine all the stuff we'll have after, like, the holidays. <laughs> oh, my God. God.
0: Well, October I, is going to be another crazy month alone. That's every month, JP. You say that every time it's and always it's true
1: it's always crazy it's getting
0: crazier
1: which is i mean here's the thing though is that as much as like we say oh man it sucks to have to buy all these games like again we're buying amazing games and they're top tier stuff and and also like competent re-releases of things like we're getting wisher 3 and it's a competent re-release Like it's been out for a while, but I personally haven't beaten it. I haven't really played it more than a couple minutes, so being able to play it portably, it's a giant game. Like there's so many of those coming out. And it's what makes the Switch a unique thing is that we're seeing stuff from one, two and every generation back that are just seeing new life.
0: It's a very good time to to be a Switch player. The fact that we're getting Final Fantasy 7 VII and 8 alone. Oh, I never oh. thought we would see that on the I would ne- I never thought we'd see that on a Nintendo console. Then we got it digitally and you know what? We settled, we said, "Okay, if that's the only way we're going to get it, perfectly fine." And then boom out of nowhere Square Enix Asia is like, "Oh yeah, we're going to be doing a physical twin pack." And you know what's funny?
1: Is, is that any? You know, is there any merit to the rumor that everybody keeps saying? Because I've seen it mentioned by multiple people on YouTube. I've seen it on posts like, "Oh, I hear well, that we're going to be getting it in the U.S. with nine on it." And it's like, who's saying that? Yeah. Who spread that rumor?
0: I have. I mean, I have not seen that anywhere, so I don't know I've where it originated seen it from, from. Multiple
1: but... people, and I'm like, who's the originator on that source? Because even Johnny Millennium, uh-huh. like Happy Video Game. Happy console gamer mentioned on his, when he was talking about like something on the switch and he's like, Oh yeah. And I heard that there's going to be final fantasy nine on the, and the coming out in the U S and I'm like, I don't think hmm. so.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I have not heard that from anybody or anywhere. So we'll see. I mean, I know a lot. It's funny, you know, we get seven, and eight physically and then immediately people are like, well, where's nine. Why aren't we getting nine? Yeah. It's true. It's, we probably should have had all three as a trilogy pack but you know what we're getting seven we're getting eight it's physical on the cards just i'm gonna take enough. it good enough and for i'm gonna be it. and you know what if it does come out in another region and it has all the games i'll buy it again i don't care
1: <laughs> yeah in all honesty like i will happily play it right now and um just so you know live on the podcast gamester 81 should be messaging jp right now so
3: yay i'm gonna <laughs> go look
1: I'm he gonna said, go. Look. He said, "Oh no. shit! Sorry, slipped my mind." <laughs> Not yet. <Aww. laughs> he will though. Um, but yeah, that's the thing too. It's the same thing with Dragon Quest One, Two, and Three. If it comes out great, if it doesn't, um, okay. Like I, I want all the versions. I can't wait for the Final Fantasy Seven remake though. Nah, uh, did you see the cover
0: today? Oh my god! Of course, I saw the cover today. I sure. <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm a Switch guy, but that cover—the homage to the PS One US release cover—I. Oh. I,
3: that's your <laughs> was, feels.
0: That's what I said. That was like, it oh my god, just like a wave. I was just I can't wait for that Is to come a out. Is there a chance we're going to get that on the Switch, the remake?
1: It's so I, beautiful, but I don't know if they're going to be able to
0: to I make it look the same. I, I wouldn't hold our breath that we'll see that.
1: Yeah. You never but, know. Hey, you know what? We got them. We got we got a lot of high quality games.
0: And you also don't know that in the years to come, if there is another version of the Switch that is a higher resolution, more powerful, it is it is feasible that you could see Resident Evil Two remake, you could see Final Fantasy Seven remake. Spider-Man. So maybe Yeah, maybe today we won't see it, but you know what, in three, four years we have no idea what the Switch is gonna look like, what, what it's gonna be capable of. So there's always that chance. As long as the system's alive, there's a chance.
1: And I mean, we've seen schematics for different types of weird Switch, things like the pivotable Joy-Con. Yep. So there's going to be some new Switch iteration, whether they just release Joy-Cons on their own that pivot or we see an up- an update. Um, I've been very hesitant to buy the quote-unquote re-release of the Switch just because I don't want to change my my account over. Mm -hmm. to the the one with the better battery life and it does have a little bit better of a processor Mm -hmm. um because that's why i like when i'm writing for the switch collector i find it hard to trash a game because like for example wwe 2k18 it is a bad game it runs like garbage Mm -hmm. like even the entrances even with all the upgrades the entrances still run very slow to the point where like the wrestlers time their en- their moves to the entrance and it's off everything's off um nobody has tested it on the new hardware switch so i don't know if that would help mitigate some of that with some of the different new updates and everything cuz people have you know posted since the patches but they haven't posted with the different hardware iterations, and that's the kind of testing that kind of needs to be done for the community to, to find out the best way to play a system I mean people do it for the NES, the Super Nintendo, the Sega Genesis where they're playing with various upscalers and HDMI systems and all the different clone consoles and everything just an FPGA system so you can have the best possible gaming experience well it's the same thing that happens has to happen for the Switch right? Mm-hmm. and we yeah. need to see that and it's just like some people just aren't testing all the available aspects it's kind of like nobody realized that with the Switch Lite you can't play online games together and you can't play a lot of games without downloading like, that's mm-hmm. important things that really nobody's thinking to look for right now that's going to be something that we're like kicking ourselves in the butt later because we're like damn we can't play freaking this game right now ARMS because it needs requires an internet download so now I gotta have a back end hack to be able to update so I can play it on my Switch from mm-hmm. launch so like out of the box the Switch isn't gonna work with games like that's a big deal it's crazy um, there were some news actually that we could cover if you want go for it so we talked about the Switch Lite drift drama <laughs> Mm-hmm. um so what about that Nicholas article?
0: Yeah. Did we talk that about
1: was... that two weeks ago? I don't think we did. I think it came out. No, it, it
0: just happened. Yeah, just
1: recently. So Nicholas had some issues with the uh, employees coming out, um, talking about bullying, um, crazy practices, um, exclusivity deals, pressuring. Um, so to me... It sounds like there were a more forceful version of what some of the guys do at conventions where we all drink heavily. Um, Saying, oh no, you're going to drink. Some of that could be dramatized by the person telling it just because they want something out of it. Um, Others were more serious when Mm -hmm. it came to that. I didn't see anything that was truly negligent outside of just pressuring. And then some people that were just... Mad that their game didn't get published, or that some of the handshake deals that they made with the company didn't come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of deals that you know the owner of Nicholas made with people, and it kind of didn't happen like the developers would have liked. And I understand from the developer side where it's their baby, like they wanted to come out, they have expectations, they wanted to to do as well as as it can possibly do. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't blame them at all. Um so from that I don't like that a lot of those deals were broken. That's mm-hmm. not that's not cool. Um but I don't know what's going on within the company. Um if there were circumstances, extenuating circumstances that prevented it that weren't communicated with the developer. To me being a content producer, book publisher, there's no reason not to shoot an email or send a text. Um, And that Mm -hmm. was one of the things that I guess wasn't happening was the communication would go silent for months, which Mm -hmm. I feel like unless you're truly that busy, which he could be, um, I think that there's really no excuse when you're doing business with someone not to just send a message back saying, hey, got your message, I'll get back with you. Like, I don't know. I work a full-time job too, and I'm still able to somewhat communicate with people efficiently. (laughs) <laughs> so like during the day while i'm at work no but like afterward i'll take the time and respond to everyone like and if i have a break at work i'll do that as well it's a lot of bathroom mm-hmm. texting <laughs> a lot of bathroom texting going on um but like the communication one i think is another one um as for like the hey you're gonna have a drink with us um i think that's like an old school business thing Like, you know what I mean? Like you said, like with the video game monthly guys, for example, you're like, yeah, they'll always get me to do a shot. Like, like again, they're technically pressuring into drinking, but it's not like a business is happening where they're going to hold you accountable for not taking that shot or something. Right. Mm -hmm. And it didn't seem like that was the way with Nicholas either, so I don't think that was his intention. And he did put out a public apology. So I thought that was good of him, nice of him um but yeah that's it's a controversial subject um a lot of people that we know are developers were affected a lot of people that are publishers are affected
0: well you saw that they took it'll do two off the nicolas uh online store with the physical version yeah so it's gonna so you know it's affecting releases as well and yeah it's a interesting interesting what happened and i guess we'll see if there's anything else to yeah. that.
1: And I mean, I do know the, um, we've talked with the It'll Do 2 developers, mm-hmm. really good people. So if they were affected by that, like, that's unfortunate because they're really good people. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I saw people like doing the whole, well, we're not going to support Nakalis. And it's like, you need to support the developers, though, who are leasing through them. So you're actually hurting the people creating.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So. I mean, and as we've mentioned, they do awesome releases. Like I have a full Nicholas release set right now. Uh, This was before the controversy, obviously, too. Mm -hmm. But um, but like they do awesome releases, so when they do put out games, it's great. It's just you know, it's kind of like you kind of get spoiled when you find out how the pudding's made. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's like ah, puts a sour taste in your mouth. (laughs) But. It really, as long as you know everybody is taken care of in the end, they apologize, they take care of everything that was wronged. I think it'll it's salvageable. What do you think?
0: I think so. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, it has a a good ending an outcome. Um, it doesn't hurt the people that weren't involved in in the studio. Yeah, because you're right. They they do put out really good titles, good good releases. Um, goodies with them so you know you can't penalize an entire company
1: all i have to say though is hopefully some of those developers that didn't have success with them were able to get their games published elsewhere if Mm -hmm. not like they need to reach out because i mean we'll put them in contact with people we know but outside of that like i mean there's a future where (laughs) If it becomes affordable to publish games, like there's gonna be a Shangri-La, and, mm-hmm. like we'll be we'll be on the forefront of that. That's absolutely. Sure. Um. So that's one thing. The Nicolas drama. Um. Also, Mario Kart World Tour was released today on the day of this recording.
0: Mobile. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah. The mobile World Tour mobile. Um. It's gross, by the way. Yeah. Have you played it?
0: No, I haven't. I've heard I've been seeing people saying about connectivity issues.
1: And it's not even that. It's just gross. It's oh. it's weird. So so you play the game, right? Um it auto drives. So you can put an auto drive on Mario Kart eight on the switch where the mm-hmm. game automatically accelerates. That's the only way this game plays. You can't come off the track, so it stays on the track at all times. Um oh. all you do is you swipe and hold to turn, so you tap left or right to turn left or right and you Mm -hmm. hold to swipe you can either have turning on or um power slides on so you always power slide you never turn Mm -hmm. um and you basically automatically run into items and you can shoot items so it's super simplistic but what's gross is the microtransactions
3: it's insane. Oh.
1: There are microtransactions to buy gems, which will get you unlockables that have come out randomly. So it's essentially loot crates. You shoot out a little pipe. That stuff comes out as fireworks out of them.
3: Oh. Yeah. Oh.
1: And you randomly unlock stuff, so you don't even know if you're going to get whatever you want. So um, you can play the game and unlock gems as well. So I heard that you get, like, every time you unlock a course, like, you beat a whole circuit um, like, I beat a cup, right? Uh, it's three mm-hmm. races plus a bonus thing. I got 20 the first time, but every subsequent, you get five gems. Five gems get you one pull on the pipe. You get one pull on the pipe. Sounds like a drug deal, right? No, um, I So I got four that first time, and I unlocked a couple characters and a cart. Um, but in order to optimize your racing, you have to have all the different carts and all the different characters, because some of them do better on courses. Mm-hmm. And then there's the nasty thing, whereas only some things are only available for limited amounts of time. Mm-hmm. So you can get like Pauline right now for the next like so many days, and after that she'll be gone. So you got to play, but you can only play a limited amount of times because it's free to play. So they Not want you to buy money so you can get her because you only can randomly unlock her with gems that you earn. So it's a it's a big issue with free to play the other thing that's nasty that that only i only saw arlo talking about on youtube is that there is a five dollar a month gold membership
0: mm. yeah that's all of this has turned me off already
1: so think about five dollars a month how much is that a year it's sixty dollars a year how much is the switch <laughs> online twenty dollars a year <laughs> so it's 3 times my the god. amount of Switch Online where you get access to all the NES and Super Nintendo games plus online connectivity for all the games for the Nintendo Switch for $20 a month or I can play this one game with all these little bonuses. I think you mm-hmm. get like a you get Metal Mario and like some gold stuff if you pay $5 this month. Oh
3: my god.
1: Like it's it's gross. It's
0: that, it seems so un-Nintendo. <laughs>
1: Well, it's because Nintendo is outsourcing these mobile games to companies. And the companies know how to do microtransactions in mobile gaming. It's not necessarily Nintendo's fault, but they still had to approve it.
0: Yeah, and I thought they were against microtransactions. Yeah. Just in general.
1: It's it's not something. And the level-up system. So you level up every character, every cart, every piece. Mm-hmm. So everything gets a level as you play through. So every single character and cart you're gonna want to play through individually as well to unlock everything. Like it's I mean the game looks cool. It looks really good. Mm -hmm. Um you also it also does that thing where it populates the game with names. So it looks like you're playing with people online when it's really just random names of bots. (laughs) So you're not playing versus anybody. It makes you feel like you are, but like you smoke them every time. Like they're not even it's Thank literally playing versus the computer like it's a lot of shenanigans and chicanery um definitely on yeah. nintendo like um again i can't be um completely behind that so by the way once we hit about a little over two hours jp can't get away from posting on-
3: <laughs> on i'm sorry you can't stop i can't stop
1: can't stop so yeah so the mario kart game definitely not like it was cool but definitely not a fan i'd rather just play it on the switch (laughs) unlock everything for fun right so i got a question for you jp being the collector you are yes final piece of news um so there's been a bunch of psycho collections released right I was doing Psycho, a little research yes. for, the, um, for the book. So what is the difference between Psycho Collection Volume 1 through 3 and Psycho <laughs> Shooting Library 1 to 2? Are they exactly... The only- is 1 through 3 the exact same as 1 and 2?
0: Yes. So, here, so 1, 2, 3 came out in Asia, Hong Kong, um, or Singapore, and it was three releases with four games each on them, so 12 games total. Mm-hmm. Then in Japan they came out um, in two releases six games each, and they just repaired the game. So um, across the three titles of the original Asia release, you know, you had, uh, I can't even think of the names, but just think of, like, (laughs) game number one in the series, game number two in the series, game number three, and they were each on different releases. Here, they just put all the same series together Hmm. um, across the two releases. So, you know, if you like one of the series, one of the cards would have all of them that were included. So those are that's the difference. And then in the U.S. and the EU, we're getting the Japan versions of them, where it's the 12 games split across two releases with six games each, and that's the only difference. But it's the same 12 games.
1: So so we're getting a U.S. release.
0: Yes. Yeah, so through um, NIS America and yeah. NIS Europe, on their website right now, you can pre-order. It's called Alpha and Bravo, I believe. Yeah. Um, so and then it will be a. It it will be available um, in retail as well. See, so it's gonna so be to
1: me yeah. being on a collector's soapbox, I this is why I've been waiting on releases, man, because like you're sitting there getting all these Japanese releases and it's like two years down the line we're gonna see a US release. Like Psycho well, Collection that, came out when? Volume one in twenty eighteen, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean think about Lamulana two. Yeah. It was it already supported, or I should say, the game supported English, like the PC version, but the Japanese release didn't. And everyone was like, okay, well, I guess this is the only way we can play it. And all of a sudden, NIS America is doing La Milana 1 and 2 uh, collection together. Yeah. So, honestly, like with a lot of like, these Japanese releases, and I would say if they're not visual novels, you should probably start waiting at this point because there's yeah. enough studios in the US. And in the EU, that are gonna pick the that will most likely pick these up. Um, me That's being like, crazy. yeah, me being like a little crazy collector. You know, I picked them up initially because there was no word at all of a U.S. release. So I said, okay, well, this is the only way we're gonna get it. And nowadays, you're starting to see these releases maybe six months down the road get um, you know a, a, a domestic release.
1: Well, I will have to say though, your mentality will pay off in the end though, JP. Because if you think about it, La Mulana 2 is going to come out with a 1 and 2 collector's edition, but there was a bunch of goodies that came out with La Mulana 2 when you got it first released in Japan. Some of those will likely not come with the U.S. release. Mm -hmm. So then you'll have the extra goodies, and even if you get rid of the Japanese, you can get rid of the cartridge manual, whatever's Mm -hmm. part of the main release, but you can keep the goodies... And and unless the goodies go for a lot and then you sell them separately. Um, (laughs) But it's one of those things where if you want it completely complete with all the different treats that come out for it, like that's the way to go. And then you just you can usually sell it at cost. Like Mm -hmm. right now, if you don't wait until the switch is completely gone, you can usually at least make your money back because like typically what I do and what you've done with a game that we don't need is it just goes for the. The cost that I that we paid for it, typically. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where I've been waiting for a lot of stuff. I just I that that being said, I did just pre order Final Fantasy Seven and Dragon Quest Seven VII and Eight and Dragon Quest One, Two, Three. So nice. And nice. that's gonna bite me in the butt, and I'm gonna be like, see, I talked about it on damn episode twenty, <laughs> and now they have a U.S. release, and now I gotta like it's going through the you know the process of of selling Ain't- those games.
0: But you know what's funny, though? Like, let's take Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3. So on the 27th, Dragon Quest 11 is coming out in the U.S., mm-hmm. right? And on the same day, 1, 2, and 3 are coming out on the eShop. And then we're getting, shortly after, the Asia release that has 1, 2, and 3 on the cart. And right now we think, okay, this is the only way that we're going to get it physically. But think of the, the 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 Mana series. It came out physically in Japan a long time ago. And never awesome. thought we would... Yeah, never thought we'd get it, and here we are this year, it came out. So, to say, like, we'll never see Dragon Quest 1, 2, 3 in the U.S., isn't really true. It could come out next year. I mean, at this point, you kind of don't know, because Square Enix is definitely starting to release more titles, you're definitely starting to see, like, these these physical releases, at least at some, some part of the world, um, and you know what, there's a chance that we could see this down the road, but for me... Why wait? If I can get a physical now, I'm going to get it. I'm going to support it. And if we get a physical later on, and and you know people held off, then good for them that they they have a chance to get it. And for me, being the collector I am, I'll buy the U.S. one. I'll probably sell the the Asia one at cost to somebody that doesn't care about region specific. And Which happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. And we'll call it a day. But I I, I, I wouldn't say that a, we'll never I think see with it with
1: a lot of these too. It has to do with Number one, the time it takes to translate because, mm-hmm. like, you gotta... Whether it's already translated or not, there may be some different nuances and verbiage, especially because we just noticed with Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3, the art style is, isn't different than what yeah. we've seen. So the text is probably a little different. Um, but, like, with the Seiken Setsu collection, um, mm-hmm. 3 was never officially translated. It's only been fan-translated. So, like, trials of mana was never a thing so they had to translate the whole game because they're gonna do it themselves they're not just gonna Mm -hmm. take the fan translation and release it um i mean if they were smart they just license it from the person but (laughs) be a lot cheaper probably but um Mm -hmm. but that being said though like it's just it took some time so the other thing is marketing like they just wanted to make sure that it sells and right now especially now they know that there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to buy it across the world so sell out of it there and then release it in another region
0: but the one thing I still will not understand is like take Onanaki we got a Japanese and an Asia release that supported English and then in the UK Square Enix's online store sold it exclusively and in the US digital only still don't get that i don't understand that mentality um i feel like it's if you're gonna release it in like two of the three major parts of the world for for uh gamers why wouldn't you just bring it to the u.s as well i don't know if they do studies and it shows like ah this this specific game they don't think it would warrant a physical release in the u.s but i don't know i just i don't get it I
1: bet. That, that, I bet, yeah, like okay. at least knowing a lot about the history of video games, a lot of that stuff, especially when it comes from company to company, is personality driven. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the original NES days, you had the play testers. You had like Howard Phillips, who would um, sit there and be the play tester, and if he didn't personally lo- think something would be good for U.S. market, it didn't make it over here. Mm-hmm. Really, that's why there's so many awesome Famicom games out there that we never got over here is simply because they thought, oh, U.S. gamers wouldn't like this.
0: Right. And
1: so, like, we missed out on a lot of experiences.
0: And Isn't some it- of that still exists in Japan today. Yeah, It's true. I mean, there's there's games that are coming out that you would think, like, oh, yeah, it should do well in the, in the U.S. And, you know, take... Take Yo-Kai Watch. We've had it on the 3DS now, right? We've had a few of them. Mm-hmm. They did four on the the Switch, came out in Japan. One is coming out for the Switch in Japan. No word of it yet in the U.S., as far as I know. Neither it's like, English, right? No, they don't support English. <sighs> but, but you have to wonder, it's like, but we've already had it in, on the 3DS. Like, Why wouldn't this be a game that you would bring to the Switch here?
1: See, so what... I've seen a lot of Switch collectors get boggled by or get annoyed by, is that there's all these games that we're mentioning, which are excellent games, like mm-hmm. very popular franchises, but we're getting all of this "quote unquote" shovelware on cartridge. <laughs> we're getting all this freaking farming simulators and fishing hey, tournaments far- and farming sims are horse big racers. And I'm just saying, we're getting all of these games that are are yeah. shovelware that we're get, seeing physical releases, and yeah. there's all of these quote-unquote AAA titles titles and classic releases that there's a demand for, there's a f- established fan base for, and we're not right. seeing releases. And that's something that a lot of gamers will never understand. I don't even know if there's a rhyme or reason, because I think it has to do with personality to personality you got this shovelware company that has money to throw at a game that they know is gonna sell enough because it's costing them dollars to make it and they're selling for 20 and they mm-hmm. can throw out BS simulator 2000 and it'll <laughs> it'll sell enough to where they'll make a profit whereas you have a mega multi-million dollar company that is picking and choosing its releases per region, which is insane to me, when you know that there would be way more people buying it than buying BS Simulator 2000.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But that company needs more to turn a profit because they're putting more, quali- more art quality into the artwork and into a manual or doing goodies. Whereas, because if, if those games came out with a lackluster, white-on-the-inside cover, we would complain about it. Because we're like, man, that's freaking Dragon Quest one, two, and three, and they just put a white in the cover, no manual. It's like, but it's a classic series. It's too easy, <laughs> you know. What I mean, but it costs more money per per item, which means less profit for the company. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot to it. I just, it's weird when we see garbage releases and then we don't <laughs> see classic ones.
0: Like I'll I mean, never even- get it. And even do like just do Square Enix US store exclusive, limited to the five thousand copies. Or maybe even partner with a limited publisher if they don't want to do a mass retail. I mean, there's a demand. I have to I have to believe that you know their minimum quality would sell for for Dragon Quest, for Final Fantasy. I mean I don't know. Maybe things will change in the years to come, you never know. Yeah,
1: I mean maybe, but Yeah. I don't know, man. It's very
2: interesting.
0: Let's not end on a downer.
1: (laughs) It's very interesting. So um to not end on a downer, JP, let's talk about uh the contest we have going on
0: right now. Yes, I will be happy to. So Hagen's Alley, JP Switchmania, and UniKeep have all partnered together to give away I, I would say probably the biggest prize package that I've done so far on the channel. And what we're doing is we're giving away three Switch lights. We're giving away all three colors, so it's yellow, turquoise, and gray. Mm -hmm. We're giving a Unikeep cartridge DX case, which holds 60 cartridges. The cover is going to match the color of the console, so yellow, turquoise, gray. We're also gonna be giving away a copy, an autographed copy of the Switch Collector book, so when it gets released, you're gonna get one for free, autographed by, by Jeffrey and myself. And we're throwing in a game, so your game uh, is going to be randomized. It could be Undertale. It could be um, no Travis. Oh my gosh, Travis strikes no again! More, no more heroes. No
1: more heroes. Travis strikes again. Yeah.
0: Yep. And um, oh my gosh, I can't even read my own handwriting. It's the see. This is what happens when you're on the show for too long. Everything's slurring. Uh, it's Dark Souls. <laughs> Sorry. Dark Souls. So that's the other game. So right now, this giveaway is going on. It's going on for three weeks. It ends on October 11th. So you still got time to enter. And it's a Gleam uh, link giveaway. So all you have to do is go on Twitter, go to JP Switch Mania. The pin post is the contest post. It's going to be up there until the day that it ends. And you just click on the link, you enter. The only caveat is this is a US only giveaway. So if you're not in the U.S., I apologize. You cannot yeah. participate in this one. But if you are in the U.S., please enter. Um, it is a great giveaway, again, hosted by Unikeep, Hagen's Alley, Jeffrey himself, myself. Um, and I think it's a great way to start your Switch collection if you don't have one. And if you do, maybe you want to upgrade to a handheld you know, Switch Lite or you want to give one away to a family or friend. So many ways that you can enjoy, enjoy your prize package. Um,
1: and if you that, are already a backer of the Switch Collector and you win, just hit me up because we'll do something cool. Yes, yes, I we will. Some, I got some cool stuff we can do for that. So I like, yeah, it. it'll be interesting.
0: So that is the the major giveaway. But as always, I, I run other contests. We actually just finished up. So myself and my wife uh, Mrs. Switchmania, just finished up the 13k giveaway. Uh, we gave away Super Mario Party for the switch and we picked the winner actually while we were recording, I typed up the winner, so they won. Uh, sorry, Jeffrey. And then I'm actually already on the way to the 14k giveaway. So this these contests have been amazing. I just passed 13,500 followers while we were recording. So, I'm already thinking about what to do for 14K. But that's not all. Uh, I do have other contests in the pipeline, and you get to hear about them first on the Switch Mania Playcast. So, one is I'm partnering with Nintendo Soup, which is a great outlet for Nintendo news. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be giving away a physical copy of Final Fantasy VII and VIII Twin Pack. Nice. So it's not live yet, we're working on the the contest image. It should be going live later this week, but you can win that for free. I'm also working with Snow Castle Games, the developers for Earthlock, and they just gave me the update that they were approved. We're gonna be giving away a collector's edition of Earthlock that was through Super Rare Games. So that contest is coming. And then on top of that, I'm working with Nin Nin Game. So it's it's a retailer. Overseas that carries all the import games that you may have trouble finding. So think of them as like Play Asia. It's another great company. It's called Nin Nin Game. And right now we are just finalizing the details, but we're going to be giving away one to two games that have not released in the U.S. or the EU, but support English. So stay tuned. So we have a lot of great giveaways. And then Jeffrey, I think we're still working on on doing a giveaway with uh, with Destiny FOMO and East Asia Soft while the campaign is live, uh, to possibly give away another Switch Lite and maybe a copy of the book and the game and things like that. So we've got a lot of contests coming up in the next couple weeks. So definitely be following Hagen's Alley, follow Unikeep, follow Destiny FOMO, follow East Asia Stop, follow everybody under the sun. There's going to be a lot of great giveaways. Tons and tons. Was that a a lot of prizes?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to for somebody who doesn't want to be the giveaway person it's, it's, what,
0: it's what you do <laughs> and and i only started doing giveaways like uh, actively since december january merge games was really the first one that wa- that was willing to partner with me and we gave away one of the signature edition games and then little by little you know i'd partner with developers and we'd give away digital codes maybe a game here or two and honestly like i it's true like i don't want to be just a giveaway Um, channel which I'm not I mean if you see I I post a lot of daily content that's not just giveaways but I absolutely love doing the giveaways just because it's my way of giving back to the community and for people who have a switch it's a way to get new games that they may not have played and for people who don't have a switch I'm literally able to help put a switch in their hands and that's such a great feeling Um, because you know they're entering a whole new wonderful world of Nintendo and You know, my motto is a switch in everybody's hand, and I'm doing my part.
1: I would definitely have to say, though, that if people are waiting to back the Switch Collector because they're supporting the contest, which could be the case, um, you'll have a few days to back it after Yes. the contest is done so we need to make sure when we post the winners like hey you still can back if you didn't win the book you still can still get back to switch collector which is live for a few more days because because <laughs> all the people are going to see that that giveaway and that'll be a, a thing to put the switchopedia.com link in so people can back because that'll be yes, super absolutely. important to yeah at the end of the campaign and I may or may be out of the mm-hmm. loop by then for the last week of the campaign. I'm going to be out of the, out of the internet loop only act the at night. It's going to be stressful, stressful week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I'd say now is a good time to wrap it up before we get, um, under an hour right now, under an hour. Yes. Times three. Um, <laughs> But, um, so, as always, you can reach me at switchopedia.com, which will take you right to the Kickstarter link. Um, Switch Mania Playcast is always at hagensalley.com and if JP ever gets around to it, it goes up on his YouTube channel as well. <laughs> um, and then, you can view and reach me on social media, on Facebook, and the Twitter, at hagansalley, and then on Instagram, at Hagen's Alley books.
0: Go ahead, JP. Awesome. So, JPswitchmania.com for all of your reviews, your daily, uh, your, your, like daily reviews, but your weekly release posts. So, if you ever want to know what's coming out each week, I'm going to cover you there. We have over 430 reviews now across digital-only games, uh, physical releases, covering you know starting back from 2017 to today. So, if there's a game that you're thinking about playing or want to know more about, Type it in the search box. We most likely have done a review for it Which on is Twitter. Crazy, it's crazy,
1: JP... by the way, because it just shows you how many digital releases there are. Is oh, yeah. that I think there were six that are going in the book out of like eighty that you <laughs> covered on your site, <laughs> like from the first year. And I'm like, oh uh-huh. my god, there's like, a
0: lot. Damn. So also Twitter, JP Switch Mania, YouTube, JP Switch Mania, Instagram, JP Switch Mania, switch mania playcast switchopediacom type in JP switchmania anywhere I'll pop up somewhere That's and correct. if you're gonna be at retro world Expo this weekend yeah, please stop come by come say hi us. yeah come come stay for the pan or come for the panel stay for the fun have a little bit of the bubble with
2: us
1: <laughs> <laughs> have a little fun with us because we're gonna definitely be um, having a good time and we always love just chatting about video games so um, I know my table is gonna be right by where the guests are, because um, I'm a guest too. They just put mine right across from the guest area, because most of the guests don't actually have like merchandise. Which I mean, I'm a book publisher, of course I have books. Um, I'm not having a whole lot of books in stock though, so you're hearing that again first on the playcast. <laughs> there's not gonna be. I'm gonna have a couple copies of each with me, so um, I, it'll, it'll be another sellout. But uh, <laughs> like another sellout weekend. Um, I'll be mm-hmm. right by Squ- Square Painter as well. He'll be right across from <laughs> me. So it'll be a really fun convention, and I've heard that it's gotten bigger since I've been out there a couple years back. So should be fun. Um, Can't wait! And, and thanks for listening. And we will see you next time.
0: See you next time. <laughs>